0: Love Talk Radio
1: Welcome back Thank you for tuning in once again to the place where sports opinions collide Dead End Sports I'm your host 12 Kyle On this week's episode we're going to talk about the NFL pre-agency period You know we're going to talk about March Madness as the NCAA tournament is right around the corner We're also going to talk about Phil Jackson's possible return to the NBA with the New York Knicks and much, much more. Of course, I'm going to be joined by my partners, you know, the fellas from Dead End Hip Hop, FIFO, B, and Ken. So pass the word. Tell a friend. Dead End Sports, it's about to go down right now. Thank you for tuning in. Once again, it is Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That could only mean one thing. It is time for the most innovative, interactive show here on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning in. Once again, you are listening live to Dead End Sports, the place where sports opinions collide. I'm your host, 12 Kyle, and this is Dead End Sports, the phone number to call in, area code 347-347. 215, excuse me, Harry code 646-478-0356. Again, 678, excuse me, 646. I'm reading the wrong number here. 478. I was about to get out, give out my cell phone number. 0356. This is an interactive show. We ask that you not just listen to the show. Be a part of the show. Participate in tonight's discussion. A couple of ways you can do that. You can log into the chat room. The chat room is... Always open and interactive. Just create a profile for yourself and participate in tonight's show. Uh, you can also hit us up on Twitter. Uh, the show has its own Twitter page, uh, Dead End Sports on Twitter, at Dead End Sports. Uh, you can also catch it on Facebook as well, facebook.com backslash Dead End Sports. And last but not least, make sure that you check out our website, deadendsports.com. And remember, this show is being broadcast live each and every Tuesday night. So in the event you cannot listen to the show live, make sure that you check out the archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash sports. Again, this is the place where sports opinions collide. Pass the word. Tell a friend to tell a friend. The boys are back on the air again. Of course, I would be remiss if I did not bring on my co host You know the fellows from Dead End Hip Hop. Let's bring in B. Ken
2: FIFO, fellas,
1: what's going on? What up, what
2: up? I think Ken I think Ken might be still
1: at the at the yeah, I, 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 you know I'm so used to saying it. Yeah, for those of you who are tuning in, Kim will not be with us tonight. Uh he went to uh Sesame Street on Ice. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, nah, he didn't he went he had another prior engagement. Let me stop, man. Um but he he may call in a little later, uh, if the situation runs over, but if not uh, we'll definitely, definitely catch up with him last, uh, on next week, on next week. Um, so, yeah, what's going on, fellas? Everything good?
2: Yeah, yeah, everything
1: <laughs> good, man. What's going on with you? Man, man, all is well, bro. All is well, just ready to talk some sports, man. We're going to hit it hot and heavy for the next two hours. Again, the phone number to call in, area code 646 Uh So without further ado, man, I, I guess we should start um, – the NFL uh, free agency period began around right at four o'clock Eastern Standard Time this afternoon. Um, a lot of wheelings and dealings, a lot of comings and goings. Uh, it's you know almost like Christmas time for uh, for NFL fans, uh, such as the three of us. Um, so you know you, you see a lot of guys getting cut, you see a lot of a lot of guys getting paid, and, and people ending up on teams that you probably didn't think that they were going to end up on, but they did nonetheless. Um, so I guess the first question I'll ask you guys, um, who are some of the free agents that you would like to see your team pick up uh, in, for the upcoming season? Uh, before I will start with you, who, first first and foremost, for those who may be new to the show, who is your favorite NFL team and who would you like to see them pick up as far as free agency is concerned? No,
3: you know, um, honestly, I don't really have a, a favorite team. I have a hometown team. But I really don't have a favorite team in the NFL. So I just know my okay. hometown team, uh, the Miami Dolphins. And I don't know, man. Um you know they they need so much. Like um there was reports that they're trying to trade uh, Mike Wallace. You know, like he just Wow, already? Yeah, there were some reports earlier, you know, that they were you know, he was on the table. So, you know, I, I don't know man. Miami needs a lot. Um I think the coaching staff is really on thin ice. So, really, it doesn't matter what they get because <laughs> I don't know if they really have any true building blocks. You know, like Tannehill's nice, but is he elite or will he ever be? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Um, you know, defense is nice. You know, but I, I just, I don't know. I, I think they need too much. You know, so I don't think there's just one guy. So I, 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 I say nobody.
0: <laughs> you know, try, try to survive I mean, You, you and mentioned survive. Uh, the, the
1: coaching staff being on thin ice
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, Obviously with the whole incognito slash Martin fiasco um, Are you surprised that they were able to uh, you know keep the head coach? Because I thought for sure he was out of there
3: I I did too um, Mainly because being a coach Like you're around your team Of course you don't know every single thing Right. You know, guys are guys Kids are kids, regardless of, you know, whatever. Teams are teams. And you – but you should have a pulse on that. Maybe you don't know how to what extent, but you should you should know. Like, like that should – stuff like that should not happen, you know. So, you know what? I actually – I have a front office move for the Dolphins. That's what they could do. That's where they need to start. It's not a player. They, you know okay. what? I, I think that they should just go hire, build power, just let them run everything because okay. you already know he comes from championship uh, right.
0: background,
3: you know, and, and I'm really more of a fan of owners that just own. Yeah, you should have mm-hmm. a say because you are spending a lot of money per year.
4: You know, you're making
3: a lot of money too, but you're spending a lot on these contracts. So I understand that, but at the same time, you got to give power to these to these specialists. You know what I'm saying, and Bill Power is somebody I think that comes in automatically instills discipline, you know, on that team, and then you know let him pick the the, the squad, and you know, because like look at John Elway. Yeah, yeah, that's another you know? one, and almost you know a segue to Phil Jackson because I've been calling <laughs> that for like two years now, and
0: yeah, we're
1: definitely gonna talk about old PJ. In a second. Uh, B, tell the people who, who your favorite team is and uh, players you'd like to see come in, in free
4: agency. Uh,
2: favorite team, my, you know, I got rep hometown, all, all my hometown teams. If You know me, you know I rep all Detroit teams, so Detroit Lions. Um, free agent, I, I look at it like this. It's free agent, it depends on who we get on free agent, who we should try to draft, you know, go out there and draft. I know they was talking about us looking at Sammy Watkins, but... Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I don't know how much bread Aaron Decker wants, but that would be nice to have on the other side of Calvin Johnson. Um, mm-hmm. um, another one, and that—that's if we. I would say if we get Aaron Decker or like a wideout, another wideout to complement Calvin Johnson. We should go strictly right. defense in the draft. You know, especially in the first couple of rounds. But if not, I wouldn't mind getting um, what's his name, Jarius Bird from Buffalo, uh, safety. We lost oh, one of yeah, our other. Uh, too. Yeah, we we lost we lost one of our other safeties, a uh, Delmis. Uh, we lost him and. um I wouldn't mind us getting him. I wouldn't mind us getting um, the uh, quarterback, the quarterback from Patriots. I think they might keep him anyway. Uh, Tal- uh, Mallet. Uh, Talib. Uh, is, it, is it Mallet or Talib? Uh, Akeem a- a- T- Talib or whatever. The cornerback. Oh, oh, you is, said uh, corner, Nathan?
1: corner. Okay, yeah, yeah. Akeem Talib, yeah. Uh, Key yeah, yeah. I think you said quarterback.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind us getting him, and then we can probably go for Sammy Watkins in the draft. or well, you know, whatever. But, you know, I wouldn't mind us getting another a crafty veteran on the other side of um, of Calvin Johnson, I think I think that'd be good. But like I say, if we if we go after a wide receiver in the free agency, we should definitely stick with the number of defense. Or you know, if we get defense in that free agency, if we pick up one of them tight, then top you know twenty defensive uh, free agents. Then we mm-hmm. can probably we can probably you know get it get a wide out to compliment Calvin Johnson, you know to help out Matthew Stafford and then get some O lines of course. But
4: that's what I'm aiming
2: for. That's that's what I'm hoping. I'm, I'm hoping Aaron Deck will be perfectly. But I don't know if we got enough bread to get him. Oh, and and yeah. the defensive tackle too, because. I, um, a defensive tackle, um, ah, shoot, uh, I think he signed already, though. Greg Hardy?
0: Yeah. Or he's yeah. defensive
2: end? Or he's ta- yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, you I, talking about with the, the cat from uh, Carolina? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think, yeah, he's cause in. I don't, know, I, I don't know if we're going to resign on, on Donnigan, too, man, because, uh, you know, he's signing the Jay-Z now, and, he, you know, he's going to be ask for the house. He's going to be <laughs> for the house. Detroit, <laughs> so I don't know. If, I don't know if we can afford him. I think we might we might tell him we might pack him and tell him to get on, and we might just stick with uh, Nick Farley, you know, to clog up that middle because, you know, I don't know, if two guys in the middle is worth. I think you got at least have one guy in the middle and then get, get some good defensive ends. So, you know, maybe having two guys in the middle probably wasn't enough, or maybe we just you know I think it was too much. So, mm-hmm. I don't think we might have enough bread to sign Donnie because not as Detroit want to put up that bread and keep him. I don't know, but we right. we shall see, man. This off season is going to be interesting, but I say wide out in the free agency or 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 defensive free agency and then vice versa for the draft okay 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 um
1: you guys know i'm falcons fan man uh i i really <laughs> my thing is a hey, sign everybody that you can to help you know on the offensive and defensive line and that's that's exactly what they did uh just today um the Falcons signed uh, Paul uh, Soli, Soli, I guess that's how you pronounce his name, Uh five-year, $33 million deal, $14 million guaranteed. guaranteed. Uh, he's, uh, like I said, a former uh, offensive lineman for the uh, PFOs Miami Dolphins. Um, they also signed uh, the Chiefs, ex, ex-Chiefs uh, defensive end, Tyson Jackson, five-year, $25 million deal. Um, they also signed, re-signed uh, Joe Howley, who was a center last year, um, and they picked up one more person. I had it written down here. I can't remember. Um, they also let go of the uh, safety, Thomas Deku, which I wasn't really sad to see Thomas Deku go. I thought mm-hmm. Deku was overpriced and missed way too many damn tackles to call himself an NFL free safety. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, you know, it, it's, I think at this point what they need to do is continue to, like, like you said, be, you know, address the offensive and defensive line because you can't have – Uh, an elite quarterback or (laughs) whether or not Matt Ryan's elite is highly debatable in my opinion, but you can't have a quarterback that you're paying $100 million to, you know, getting sacked 70-something times. I mean, he's he's not going to last. It's not going to happen. And at some point in time, he's going to get hurt. Um, And you got to, you know, and I don't care how many weapons you got with Roddy White, Julio Jones, Tony Gonzalez, all these guys, you know, it doesn't matter if you don't have if the quarterback can't have time to throw the ball and it doesn't matter if the defense can't get off the field. So I think at this point they so far in free agency the Falcons have done what they needed to do, um, you know, take care of the offensive and defensive lines. Um so it's gonna be interesting to see how they go from the draft. I still say draft offensive defensive line. We have the you know, we had a terrible record last year. One of the benefits of having a bad record, you get a <laughs> high draft pick. Um, so mm-hmm. we're picking six. Um, there, And I don't know if you guys have heard this, but there are rumors. I don't know how true the rumors are, but there are rumors that the Falcons may even look to move up to possibly get a shot at Jadavian Clowney, the um, uh, beast defensive end out of uh University of South Carolina. Um, I don't know about that. <laughs> Not that I don't trust uh, Clowney. I just don't know what you would have to give up to get him because he, he's him, arguably yeah. going to go either number one or number two. I ain't no way in hell he's falling down to six. So you know you probably have to come up off some some money, some draft picks. And at this point, I don't know. But I mean, it would be great to have him. But you know, the Falcons, I I don't know, man. We we just have bad luck, man. I could see the Falcons moving up, giving up a whole bunch of draft picks, and Damian Clowney, you know, spend half his time in Magic City. Uh, you know, I just <laughs> I, I don't know how I, thought, I don't know how that would play out, man. So. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to leave that up to the GM, but it, right now I like what the Falcons have done thus far in the, you know, four or five hours of free agency. They've addressed, they've addressed um, key, you know, focus points as far as the offensive and defensive line. And I think that's where you have to go, you know, because the game is inside out. You know, yeah, you got to have, you know, burners and stuff like that. But if you look at, you can look at what Seattle did. And, I mean, you couldn't run on Seattle, you couldn't throw on Seattle. And Seattle, people forget, dismantled arguably the, the, one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history, made him look like a rookie. <laughs> yep. You know, so everybody doesn't have that kind of talent, but, you know, defense wins. It, it it truly does. So if you've got a top five defense in the NFL, you got a shot at winning it all. So hopefully, you know, Falcons can do something like that. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, phone number to call in, area code 646 four seven eight zero three five six again six four six four seven eight zero three five six. You're listening to the live show on the internet right now. Dead end sports. I'm your host, twelve Kyle, joined by my partners in crime, B and FIFO. Uh and Ken is not on, on with us tonight. Uh, we're to- we're chopping it up until eleven PM Eastern Standard Time. Hit us up six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Um Read back a comment from Twitter, my man um Utmost Music said he would like to see the Eagles pick up Avant again. They cut Jason Avant. Um obviously the Eagles also uh they re-signed um what's the receiver's name? Uh Jerry Macklin, who was injured this past season, and they also re signed Riley Cooper, the receiver who made the controversial statements uh last summer. Um and it looks like Michael Vick is on his way out of Philadelphia. Um, before we even jump to the next question, I want to get that, get that, uh, get your take on it. FIFO, where where do you, do you think Michael Vick will start again in this league? I know he said he wants to be a starter. He said, and his agent said that there are several teams on his radar, at least five or six teams. That's what his quote was. Um, you know, but is Vick done as far as being a starter? You think he, uh, can go someplace else and start, or you think he's going to be relegated
3: to being a backup? No, I think Vick is still a starter. I think as long as Vic is still a top five, top ten mobile quarterback, he's always going to have that arm. -hmm. Come on, man. Since day one, that boy had that arm. And Mm -hmm. I don't think he's lost anything there. So I think he's always going to be a starting quarterback. There's always going to be a team that's going to need a guy that where Vic is, where you pay him now, you know, five to to seven million, you know, he's worth it. He's worth it. You know, because he gives you probably a better chance to win than the majority of the guys that you could either draft or get through free agency. You know, and all he wants to do is be a starter. But I think that you do have to play this new type of offense with him. You know, I don't think Mm -hmm. that, you know, like if you, like, I think Minnesota was one of the teams because Adrian Peterson's been uh, campaigning for him. Right, right. You know, so... I like that. But then, you know, you got North Turner there. You know, is he, is he really going to run that? So, is he a fit now? So, you know, mm-hmm. so I think you have to look at Michael Dick more for a fit. You know, when you look at Oakland, to me, he's a better Terrell Pryor. <laughs> yeah, you know? Sure. So no I'd have fit. So, you know, yeah, he's still a starter, man. He's still a starter.
1: Okay, what about you, B? Uh, you, you think he's still a starter? Where do you think he may be able to end up at?
2: Yeah, he's still a starter. I mean, you got bum quarterbacks like Chris Fonder <laughs> still playing. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, uh, who, the star, who the quarterback over at Jacksonville? Blaine Garrett or whatever, How about, whoever, mm-hmm. it, whoever it is. Yeah, if you, got, if you right. got a quarterback like that still starting, why not Vic? You know, that that's the question. Mm-hmm. Why not Vic? Why Vic, why Vic can't mm-hmm. still start? You know what I'm saying? Not And not to be too tough on Geno Smith, but, you know, why not? You know, you got Geno Smith. He's a rookie, so I, I don't want to put too much, you know, right. blame on him or whatever. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, look at the level of quarterbacks that's starting in the league. I mean, I'm pretty sure Vic is a higher level quarterback than some of these starter quarterbacks on these other squads. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I think Vic can be a start in this league. I think he can still be a star. I think he's still got about it. Two years left in, you know, to kind of prove you know, to still prove himself in this league before, you know, they just blackball him out.
1: Okay, okay, okay. No doubt, no doubt. I I definitely feel where you guys are coming from. Phone number to call in. Area code six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Again, six four six. Four seven eight zero three five six. Um <clears throat> next question I have for you guys. Uh, let's jump to college basketball real quick. Uh, the Wichita State team just went undefeated through the whole regular season. The first time that's been done since 1991 with the uh, UNLV running Rebels, led by Larry Johnson and uh, Greg Anthony and those cats. Um, so the question I have is, uh, and I'll start with you first, B. I'm going I'm to be, be honest. I haven't, I've only seen Wichita State play maybe twice this year. Um, you know they didn't look overly impressive, but when you think about a team, you you gotta have you gotta have first of all be skilled for for one to to actually get that far to go undefeated. I don't care what conference you're playing, and then you gotta have mm-hmm. a, a reasonable amount of luck. Um, but that being said, you know you get paired up, and we all know it's it's hard for those. And obviously they're gonna get a number one seed, provided that. Well, I think probably. Yeah. Nothing short of them losing, you know, getting knocked out in the first round of their conference tournament, they're going to get a number one seed. So, you know, the question I, I have are, for you is, I
2: think, I, yeah, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, my bad, my bad. No, no, what I
1: was just going to ask, uh, how do you think they're going to fare in the tournament? Uh,
2: you know, you know, NCAA tournament is just so uh, You can, you, you can say they can make it to the three sixteen and get popped, or They didn't get popped. I mean. And it also depends on, I have to see their bracket. It's kind, I think I could probably answer this question if, if like, the bracket was up because I can, like, mm-hmm. look and see what other teams was in you know, was in their region. So I can be like, okay, they can probably run a table. Or I can be like, well, I, they can possibly lose to this team or lose to that team or whatever, whatever. So it's a little hard. I mean, right now I've got some fair enough, just like the 79 Indiana State. Went undefeated the whole season and lost to the championship <laughs> game in Michigan State. So that's that's where I got them right now. Going to the going to the national championship and losing it, you know. To I don't know who, but you know that's why I got them going to the national championship. But until I see a okay. bracket, I can I can probably give you a, a better pin or at least a, a more of a, a good guess of where they might you know end up losing or running the table or not. Okay,
1: okay. What about you, FIFO? Just off the top, man, how, how do you think they're going to fare? Uh, in the tournament? Do you think this is a team that could, you know, run the tables and, and go all
3: the way? You know what? Before I answer that question, for everybody that's watching Russell Westbrook right now play against the Houston Rockets, this is the reason why I love this point guard. Patrick Beverly has ripped them maybe once or twice. He's talking all the, He started talking smack. Russell Westbrook just he turned to in a whole nother gear and, and he's like going straight at him and there's nothing he can do to stop him now. And I just love that about him. But anyway, going back to Wichita State. No, I don't think that they're gonna run the table. Mainly because they haven't beat a ranked opponent uh throughout the course of the season and it was I think it was only one team that was ranked after Wichita already had beat them. So I don't you know, I I don't know. Um, you know, usually, uh, especially in basketball, regardless of the level, talent wins out. Um, so I, 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 you know, no, nah, I, I don't think that they're going to win. I, where, do they, nah. where do you think they're going
2: to lose at? Like, where do you see them losing, like, in Elite Eight? Seen, or it mm. or Like, do you to think they're going to make it? I, I think Elite Eight is definitely possible. But like B said,
3: I got to see the bracket. Yeah, I
1: gotta yeah, see right. yeah. We, we'll we'll I definitely know bracket. come Sunday night around 8.30. Um, and and I'm gonna be all over, it, man. I'm looking forward to it. Like like you, like both you guys said, I think it's really gonna determine like who they're playing because you know, and and, you know, we've all (laughs) we've all picked out brackets. Uh, you know, we need to do a dead end, and and I think we I think we are. We I know we talked about it before. We need to get together and do a dead end sports one and invite any of our followers who want to get down with it too as well. Um, but yeah, man, I think it's 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 gonna be tough for them because you know, at some point in time, yeah, you know, first round, second round, you're okay, but at some point in time, you're going to meet, you know, uh, a, a four or five seed or, or, God forbid, a two or three seed that is, you know, uh, the, one of those Syracuse teams or Duke or Carolina or somebody like that, and you really haven't played against that level of competition all year long.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, and, and you know, it's it's a little difficult when you have been, you know, uh, for lack of a better term, the, the king on the on the hill for all season long. If you haven't been in a dog fight, and then all of a sudden you find yourself in a dog fight in the tournament, and you know it's one and done. You know it's one and done, and and we've all seen games. We see it every year. There's yeah. always that that moment that a team that when they game. realize, okay, they got hit in the mouth too, and now they got a fight, and they haven't been in this kind of fight before, and maybe they got they don't have the crowd behind them. Um, I mean I wish them well, but I'm not picking them to my Final Four. Uh, I think Elite Eight is very, you know, reachable. I don't see them getting beyond that and without even seeing but, a bracket.
2: Go ahead. But, um, um... Yeah, but, you know what, I can give that, because they, they are very well coached. I can give them that credit, because let's mm-hmm. not forget, they were in the Final Four last year, you know what I'm saying? So, I, you know, and they got pretty much the same team, you know what I'm saying? It's not like, right. it's not like they, they they lost to, you know, they got their guys going to the NBA with like, a whole bunch of freshers and like that, you know. That's one right. thing I noticed with a, with a lot of these smaller schools, you know, you know, they're going to they're gonna keep these freshman classes for four years, because, you know, they're not going to the Dukes and the Kentuckys and, you know, Kansas and playing one year and gone. You know, these smaller schools, they're going to stay all four years, and it's going to get time for these players to gel together, and then that's why right. you get mm-hmm. some of these smaller schools, that's why you end up with some of these smaller schools beating these newer schools, I mean, not newer schools, but the more these bigger schools, because, you know, these bigger schools got these freshmen and stuff, and they, you know, they don't know, they don't know how to play together that well, like these four-year seniors, you know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying, that's playing, so... Uh, you know, let, let's let's not let's not forget now. Wish the thoughts like I said, they've been there to they experience, they've been to the final four last year and you know, I, I and they are well coached. I, I I've seen it. They are they are pretty well coached. That coach is pretty smart. He's like a he's one of those coaches that you can tell when when they're talking they're a student of the game. So I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they run the table, but it's just,
1: I gotta
4: see that bracket, man. I still gotta see but that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bracket. But here's the thing, yeah, though, I'm, I'm the same way,
1: 100%. man. I, I can't wait to see the bracket, man, because that's really gonna determine a whole bunch of stuff. And I and and we know every year there's always one bracket that's a little bit more heavier than the others. And mm-hmm. that's the one yep. where everybody's like, oh, yep. you know, the West yep. is too hard, yep. or the East is too hard. Yep. And, you know, there's a lot of bitching and moaning about it, but whoever comes out of that bracket, you know, you know that they're legit once they get to the Final Four. And I think the Final Four this year is in Dallas. So, you know, it's definitely going to be off the chain down in Dallas. But I wanted to jump back to something FIFO just said, which actually made me think about a tweet that you sent out the other day, B, about Russell Westbrook's shot selection. The other day, they lost, what was that, Sunday, B, that they lost to the Lakers?
0: Uh, You sent out a
1: tweet, I think, Westbrook had 23 shots, and Durant had 19.
0: 19.
1: four how can they win if he's shooting more than Durant?
0: I this is your point thing.
1: guard now. This isn't no, somebody. I, you. I you know.
2: I and, and also, before you start, Pippo, before you start, you mm-hmm. made a point saying that Westbrook was going to kind of fall back a little bit after seeing what Durant's been doing while he was injured. And it seemed like you're starting to get this, the old Westbrook again that man kind of yep. was talking about. So that's why I tweeted that, because I'm like, okay, I remember people was saying, like, you know, Westbrook got to kind of know to take a step back because, he, you know, Durant was fucking monstrous these last month and a half, two months. So when Westbrook come back, he's going to have to learn to fall back. And then when I saw 23 shots talking about Westbrook, and you know nineteen about Durant, I'm like, well, you know, well, what's up? So I was, go ahead, people. I just wanted to point that out.
3: No, I feel you, but you, but you know what though? Um, when you watch the games, Durant's biggest problem is that he defers. So it, it's not always Westbrook because Westbrook is like, oh, right, I'm a shoot. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? <laughs> but if I give it up, you know. But if I give it up and you give it back, I'm a shoot. You know right, I mean, right, that's right. Reason. So Durant defers. He, Durant doesn't play like a number one when he's with Westbrook. He defers to Westbrook, and I don't. Right. And, and, and and here's the thing: I, I feel like as a point guard, you should automatically defer. You know, but he's a different breed of point guard. And, but but the only way that Westbrook should take more shots than Durant is one of the nights when you just can't stop him. Because let's be honest, he's a superstar too. He's gonna have those nights more often than other people. Right? You know, he's right. you know less than Durant, but yo, yo, like he's gonna put up nights where you just there's nothing you can do. So that's the only time that I feel like he should take more shots than Durant. But Durant also has to be able to take control of the team. Like it's like when Westbrook gets there. At times Westbrook does defer, but Durant defers right back. So, I, I don't, you know, yeah. so it, it, it's, it's frustrating to me. When I watch, and I, you know, because, and, mm-hmm. go ahead, B. No, no. Oh,
2: no, 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 go ahead. I'll let you finish. My point is small. It's quick. Go ahead.
3: Okay. But, yeah, you know, um, I just feel like Durant's mentality should be like, I'm going to score 60 on everybody, especially LeBron. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, 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 there's nobody on this planet that can stop me. And and like I'm gonna just score
2: like I'm like I'm, I'm gonna be damn near Wilt Chamberlain because that's what I was
3: doing. <laughs> right.
0: You
2: know and, and to go off your point before, and I think if Durant keeps this up for the remainder month and a half of the season, he's not gonna be the MVP. If he keeps nope. if he keeps deferring his game down like this, and, and, and you know letting Westbrook take over, and you know not being the Kevin Durant we saw in the month of January and, and half of February, and guess what? Durant's not gonna be the MVP. I mean, it's a simple and plain. People gonna get mad if they want mm-hmm. to, but if Durant, like you said, you made a great point. People, if Durant keeps deferring his game and not and not showing us the Durant that we saw, that we know he's capable of doing, then he's mm-hmm. not. That's not that's not MVP worthy to me. So, yeah. you know, it, it, because he has
3: to not only let the rest of the league and especially LeBron know I'm coming for 60 every night. I gotta let my nigga Westbrook know. Hey, right, give me the ball because right. I'm going for right. 60 every
2: night. That's it. J- okay. Jordan bro. did it. Jordan did it. Exactly. on fire, Jordan was like, wait a minute. I'm about to take us home. Like, Pippen, is exactly. gonna take us home. Pippen is not going to take us home. Scottie Pippen is not going to take us home. I'm going to take
3: us uh, home. You know what I'm exactly. saying? So, uh, 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 unless
0: it's one of them nights. Unless it's one of them nights. Yeah, and they like one of points. Right. Unless exactly.
2: yeah, it's one of them nights.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Yeah, yeah. I, I think, man, it, it, it's. I'd like to see him kind of fall back a little bit cuz I think I think really what we saw when he was out man I think Durant got the Durant has that dog in him man I mean I, you know I think people I think the knock on him more so is because of his personality he's you know very kind of laid back um relatively Kyle, quiet from what I understand But
3: Kyle you know like so, you, you, huh? you you mentioned Kyle you mentioned that he's a dog and I agree with that but at mm-hmm. the same time he, he's part of a wolf pack. So it's like, wh- when my other top hunting mate is with me, oh, I'm going to let him mm-hmm. eat too. But he just let him eat too much. That's all it is. Right. Because he's still a dog. Let's be, come on, man. Like, Westbrook and Durant, come on, they're arguably the best duo in the NBA, right? So mm-hmm. Durant still gets his. He just needs to eat more. That's all it is.
1: Right. And Durant has to, he, he can't, when, when when Westbrook gets on those, and and I don't even know if it's so much as him, because I didn't see the game Sunday, but I, you know, I heard about it, and read the tweets and stuff. I don't know if it was so much as, you know, taking shots or is it him taking bad shots, you know, because Westbrook, mm-hmm. if he's feeling it, like you said, people, if he's going at somebody, he's going to go at them. You know, and it's never through, and, and, and Scott Brooks, I mean, I like Scott Brooks, but I don't think Scott Brooks really has any control, any say as to who takes the shot or whatever. I mean, yeah, he's over there trying to draw plays, but, I mean, are they really, really listening to Scott Brooks? Let's just keep it real. <laughs> he's probably over there drawing a play. And they're like, yeah, whatever, man, just give me the ball. You know, but um, I like his game. I like his game. I just I want to see Durant come back to where he was Especially, and not only was he doing it on the offensive, but he was also doing it on the defensive end. I want to see him do that, especially as the season progresses, because they're going to need that more and more as they go forward toward the playoffs. Um, You know, and I definitely think he has it in him. I don't know if he necessarily has to reel Westbrook in some, but he just has to be just like you said, more assertive. Because you know, if you let Westbrook eat, he's going to eat. He's going to keep eating, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and Durant has to be the one to say, okay, hey, hey, little brother, let me let me step in here. Let me do what I'm supposed to do. And, you know, because once, once Durant gets going, everything else offensively flows for them. You know, if Westbrook gets going and Durant goes cold, then they don't have the – the ball doesn't move the same. You know, I mean, you got mm-hmm. a 6'11 guy with handles who can put it on the floor and get to the cup relatively easy and a couple of dribbles can shoot from anywhere on the court. You know, when, it, when that outside shot is falling, it's pick your poison. Westbrook, mm-hmm. on the other hand, because he's the point guard, you know, it's okay, is he going to get everybody involved or, you know, is he going to create for himself or he's just going to, you know, just jack him up? And I think when Westbrook is more of a facilitator, I mean, no, I don't think Westbrook will ever leave the league in assists, but I think, you know, they need to do a better job, especially as you come down to the final stretch. Of just kind of putting things together because they're going to need to put together wins, you know, as the season progresses. Um, phone number to call in: area code six four six four seven eight zero three five six. You are listening live to Dead End Sports. I'm your host Twelve Kyle, rocking with my boys P and FIFO. Uh, shout out to Ken who's not on with us tonight. Uh, just hit us up six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Since we're on the subject of the NBA. Um, A lot of talk. (laughs) A lot of talk about Mr. Phil Jackson, the legendary coach, 11 rings. You know him from the Bulls. You know him from the Lakers. Uh, A lot of talk about Phil Jackson possibly coming back to the NBA, although this time in the front office uh, for the New York Knicks, the team that he led to their one and only championship in 1972. Um, most of us listening to the show wasn't even born in 72. I was born in 72. Um, so it's been a long time since the Knicks were that good on the championship level. Um question I have for you guys is let's just assume that he comes to the Knicks because from what I, all reports are saying that it's all but a done deal. All he's got to do, they said the deal should be done at the latest by the end of the week. Mm-hmm. Can he help save the Knicks? And if so, what should he do with this team? Cee-4, I'll start with you. Can he save the Knicks? The two-part question. Can he save the Knicks? And what should he do with this team?
3: All right. First, I want to start off by saying this. I don't understand why all of these people are doubting Phil Jackson in the first place. Look, people doubted Mark Jackson. Well, he has no coaching experience. And he's one of the best coaches in the NBA. You know, Pat Riley at some point didn't have front You know, front. Uh, office experience But look at what He's been able to do You know So You have to start somewhere And why not With Phil Jackson And especially When you have an owner Like Dolan You know what I, I don't even think I Personally You know I always say I could be a GM Or whatever But if I ever Sat down with Dolan I think I'd probably Start cussing him out With all of the <laughs> Things he's been able To do with Knicks, Because I I, I I couldn't I couldn't work For a guy like that But now Here's the thing Ken Still save the Knicks. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. Um, you got to believe in a guy that can coach his way to, you know, ele- uh, eleven championships. Dog. Like
0: mm-hmm. he knows
3: what the hell he's talking about. He knows what he needs to win, and he's a student of the game. So it's not like he's out of date. Now I'm not selling them like, oh my God, they're going to be a championship contender now because of Phil Jackson. No, not. Not at all, but what I'm saying is is that he gives you championship credibility. You trust Phil Jackson. He's a known commodity around the league. You bring him in, you win championships. That's what you know him at. Now, he has to forge his new identity as a front office person, but as of right now, who better? So, so, yes, he can and what should he do? There's two ways. Either okay either you're gonna sign Carmelo or you are going to let Carmelo walk. So if you sign Carmelo, I I you don't um look, Pat Riley did it in Miami. He
0: mm-hmm. had
3: Shaq. Shaq was you know, in his last leg. Uh D Wade was young, you know, younger than Carmelo at this time. Right, 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 right. He was Exactly. So, you know, uh, that's the biggest difference. Can it be done? Of course it can be done. Anything can be done. Mm-hmm. And especially now you have the cachet of Phil Jackson, people probably come to the Knicks for cheaper.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, but what are you going to do with Amari Stoudemire? What are you going to, you know, like, like there's still bad contracts and you're going to get cap space in two years, but, like, right. come on now. I don't know. Look, I'm still a fan of Carmelo going to Chicago. So, obviously, if you go to Chicago, <laughs> you know, Phil so Jackson has a different uh, thing on his hands, and I think that that'll be the best option, because now don't use that salary cap space. Let Amari mm-hmm. walk at the end of next year. You know, like, just rebuild. Like, like let uh, Dolan understand, like, hey, look, we are New York, and we will go get somebody if that right person is there, but if not, we gotta get these picks, bro, man.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And just build, and and, and, and and you know that you're gonna get you know, not this year, obviously, but next year. Right. And, and just imagine if they were able to have a first-round pick this year, which is supposed to be in the top ten. They could have really got their point, though. Could you imagine Marcus Smart on this team? Ooh.
0: This is a good <laughs> team.
3: But that's the price you pay for Melo. So that's why, you know, I, I, I think they should have traded him.
0: <laughs> they <should've, laughs> they, they would have
3: been better off by trading him this year by the trade deadline. Because if he's not giving you a guarantee he doesn't want to find the expenses, trade him mm-hmm. man just trade him and get whatever you can in return
2: man
1: that's that's definitely one way of looking at it, man. I definitely feel where you're coming from on that. What about you b man how, how would how what are, you, what are your thoughts on Phil jackson? you know can he you know what should he do and can he save his team this franchise, his beloved Knicks?
2: Oh, man, I don't know, man. I don't know if Phil can say this. It's a mess out there in New York, man. Maybe that's why they did get him to kind of, you know, to kind of get some hope into that city, you know, because of Phil Jackson's prestige pedigree, his resume and everything as a coach. So I don't know what he's going to do with that mess. He got a he got a job on his hands with this New York squad, you know, with the he coming up, with him, you know, hopefully resigning Carmelo you know, and at the same time, I don't think this is going to like tarnish his legacy because I think it's, he he got he got nothing to lose with everything in the the If he if he turns this New York Knicks team around and like they win a championship within the next you know four or five years, mm-hmm. and, and the, under Phil under Phil Jackson's watch, he's going to go down as like you know the greatest life ever. You know, you ever. won eleven championships as a coach and you won one as a GM taking over a franchise that was and a player a president a president. I'm sorry, a president. You know. Yeah, and a player, and then he's taking over a, a a a team that was a, a mess as a president. To win a <laughs> so you know, I don't. He got his work cut out. I don't know if he's gonna turn everything around. I wouldn't be surprised if he don't because I mean we've seen a couple of people who who were successful before being a gym or owner, and then they be a owner, a GM, or president, and it's like terrible, and it's like wow. What, I mean, mm-hmm. allow Michael Jordan. I mean, you know, Michael Jordan is a prime example. It's like.
0: Right. do is going uh, on as Bob the greatest basketball player, player, player ever, right.
2: and but yeah, biocast is like, just because he's a great player, but you ain't doing nothing on that Bob, as a Bobcats owner, so, you know, let's, let's not jump the gun a little too much, let's see, I, I wouldn't be shocked if the Knicks are still, the Knicks four or five years from now, but, you know, we, we'll see, I, I'm glad, they, they got some hope now that they got Phil Jackson, you know, up there, and uh the, and the president, and the president, take what president of basketball operations up there for mm-hmm. here, Nick. So we go, we gonna see what smart moves he's gonna make. I mean, you know, coaching. I think coaching and being a president of an organization, I think, is kind of different. You know what I'm saying? He, right, they right, say
0: right.
2: They were, say, they, were, they were saying he wanted to hire uh, Steve Curry as his coach. He was looking at Steve Curry. Right, I'm hearing rumors no too. Coach. So I, I, I don't know if that's a good move, really. I mean, because wasn't Steve Curry the I coach, of, so. the Sun? No, he he coach was of the Phoenix Suns? No, he was the GM. Sun?
1: He was, no, he was a GM? Okay. All right, well. He was a GM. Was a GM. I, I, okay. I think, and I think when he was a GM, I think that was his only experience as a
2: GM. I don't think He's he had, had any prior yeah, GM yeah, experience before any that. Yeah, I've yeah, never seen him coach. I don't know. I don't know. But, I don't know but look, if that's a, that a good move or not. No, You're not saying a it's a bad move. move. not saying it's a bad that's move.
3: That's a great move. move. That's
0: a great move. It's a great Why move for this reason right here.
3: Because he played under Popovich and Phil Jackson. Those are the only two head coaches he knows.
0: Are you serious? Just like, just like yeah. Mark
2: Jackson. What I, were the coaches that he co- that, that that he played under? He played under. Yeah, but, but, but to me, but uh, to me, this is my opinion. I think
0: Mark Jackson mm. IQ was a lot. Be- it's a little lot better than Steve Kerr's IQ. <laughs> I, I, give, I, you I, I could, no, give you that. I give you that. You know course. What I mean? so Of course,
2: I, I don't. You know that's why Mark Jackson is a selling the way he is as a coach cause I just think he his IQ is just there. I mean, okay. that's just from being a, oh, and from a point you, guard. It, it, it,
3: so, uh, what about Jeff Hornacek? I would say Jeff Hornacek and Steve Kurzak he was about the same. Uh, he was under no, great coaching, no. man.
1: Coaching
0: teams, mm-hmm. Hornacek to just, Hornacek just the, didn't win. I mean,
1: well, it wasn't his fault he didn't win. I mean, he ran, up, he ran up against Jordan a couple of times in the finals when he was with uh, Utah. Um, mm-hmm. Man, that's, that's interesting. It, it.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. It, here's my take, man. I, I, I love Phil Jackson. I, I love him. Um, Loving to death, man. I, and I know, like you said, FIFA, it's a little different when you go from being in, on the sidelines to, uh, uh, you know, being up front in, uh, up, up upstairs with the suits. That's what I call them, the suits. You know, you go from the sidelines to the suits. And every guy in, in that's a GM or a president or a VP of basketball operations or what have you, or the owner, they feel like they can, you know, right the ship when the ship is going bad and and that's the ultimate project for them to you know resurrect a franchise I mean you know look at what Pat Riley did with the Miami Heat. Miami was terrible they weren't good Mm -hmm. before uh, you know Wade got there they I mean they had they had marginal success with you know some of those Steve Spurrier teams was the head coach and you know they had players like Harold Miner and stuff like that and then and you know, but they they weren't they weren't that good. But you know, he resurrected the yes, like I said. Brought, right. brought in Shaq, D Wade. Um, you know, they won a championship. brought in you know, solid guys like Udonis Haslam, who's still with the team, and you know, kind of went from there. And then obviously bringing you know, obviously LeBron and D Wade and uh, Bosh teaming up. You know, they've been to the finals the last few years. So, um, but every my, my point is that every guy thinks that he can turn it around. And I'm pretty sure that Phil Jackson, and I've heard rumors that Phil Jackson, that this is just a ploy, that Phil Jackson, you know, really wants to go back to L.A. and blah, 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 blah. You know, I, I think Phil Jackson could do it. But if I were Phil Jackson, I'd blow everything up. Blow it all up. Start from scratch. <laughs> Get rid of Mello and, and and I love Mello, I love his game. And, and I, and for the life of me, man, and I don't know if it, and maybe it's a topic for another day, but.
3: You're I don't understand bags. why there's
1: so much hate for Carmelo, man. Like, I was on Twitter one day, and I was just talking about, you know, and I'm far, and I hate the Knicks. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'll be the first to admit, I hate the Knicks. But I just happened to talk about how dope Carmelo was, and, man, it was like Cats was going in on me. Like, just, Melo's not a winner. He's just, I'm like, he's playing with fish heads and rice. I mean, for Christ's there's sake. A,
2: there's a lot of great players that was not winners, so I don't, yeah.
1: Oh God! Okay, go ahead. Yeah, well, you know how it is, man. It, it's I think today's fan. The problem is, and see, the thing is, we're we're a little older than a lot of kids and stuff that watch the NBA now, and a lot of people that's on Twitter that watch the NBA. We ain't that much older, but we're a bit, slightly older. But we remember you be you grew up watching the 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 '80s um, the '80s Pistons, CFO, You grew up watching the '90s Bulls, you know. So. You know what it is it, to see what a team is like to be built and a team to, for one to stick together and play together. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and and at the end of the day, there's only one team that's going to get a ring. You know, so you know for people now, today's fans a lot of times will say, Whoa, "Well, he only has one ring, or he's never won a ring." I mean, Jordan kept a lot of dudes from getting rings. <laughs> exactly. A lot of great players. He kept players. a lot of Hall great of players fame. from getting ranked.
2: Hall of Fame. Hall of
1: Fame. Hall of fame, right fame Hall of fame. Hall of Hall of Fame players. You know, that so, and, and the list is, and it's not a short list at all. And so, you know, you look at that six-year span that Jordan dominated, I mean, it, it was crazy. Um, but I said that to say this. I think Phil Jackson would be great. I think, you know, I think he would have to, I would probably just blow it up Start from scratch. Get as much as you can for Carmelo. Um, you know, Stoudemire's uh, contract is coming off the books. Uh, you know, kind of look down the bench and assess. You know, say, okay, well, hey, we got a guy in, in Hardaway who plays hard. You know, I, you know maybe you could not – he's not anybody you could build around, but the appeal is everybody wants to play in New York. I mean, that's there's no doubt about it. But do you have the, 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 the character and the demeanor – and the uh, mental fortitude to play night in and night out in, in New York City. Um, but, yeah, if I'm I'd blow it all up. Blow it up, start from scratch, and then, you know, just kind of go from there. I mean, you've got free agents. You you would have enough money under the cap to attract other free agents. And, you know, I, or, or maybe, I don't know that, I mean, I know Carmelo had mentioned before that he would, you know, take a pay cut or whatever, but he ain't going to take no pay cut, man. Get your money, Carmelo. Get your money. Leave New York. Um, see, for I don't know about him going to Chicago. Uh, I know that's rumors, hot and heavy. Uh, Joe Kim Noah said he loves it. Um,
2: that's a great fit.
1: Oh, it's a great <laughs> fit. I don't think D Rose would go out and openly recruit for him, but D Rose welcome him. Um, and we got speaking of D Rose, have we heard anything about him lately? I haven't heard no, anything not.
3: about him.
0: Just reading. He's
3: on the sideline. a yeah, yeah, Oh, to know man, to it's crazy. You know, and, and saying, that's crazy. And, you know,
1: you don't even have to be a Bulls fan to really appreciate what the Bulls have done this year. Thibodeau, man, definitely gives my vote for, you know, head coach of the year, man, because he, he's done a lot with less. Um, this was supposed to be year, the year that they got D-Rose back and you get a full healthy D-Rose and, you know, players playing at their top level. And, you know, you got a guy like Noah who was balling out of control, really playing above his head, and you're getting, you know, solid minutes out of guys like Jimmy Butler and um some of the other guys they got coming off the bench. So you just never know. Um but yeah, get back to Phil Jackson, I I'd blow it up. Could he save him? Yes, I think he could. Uh but I'd blow it up. I'd blow it up, start from scratch, see what happens from there. Um phone number to call in, area code three four seven two one five. I keep giving up giving out the wrong number. Six four six. Four seven eight zero three five six. I'm sorry. Six seven eight 6 4, six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Right now we got a call on the line. Let's jump to them, Let's see. Let's go to area code eight hundred four. Eight hundred four. You're on the air with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where you calling from?
4: Yo man, it's Q, man. What up, Q, What's going on, brother? Yo, I got two questions for y'all this week.
0: What's up? What's All up?
4: Right, so... Of the teams that are losing, like the awful teams that are about to get lottery picks coming up, mm-hmm. which one do you think is the most ready to make that transition to become a team that people should be worried about? Ooh.
3: <laughs> Ooh. Oh, I got that. Because I, I said Go ahead, the beginning of the year. I've been saying it from draft night, the Philadelphia 76ers. They're about to have two first-round picks. This is a loaded draft, two top ten picks. Um, personally, I would draft if I could Wiggins and uh, Julius Randall on that team. And if I couldn't get Wiggins, I'd get Dante Exum and Julius Randall on that team.
0: Mm-hmm. And
3: you know, obviously next year they wouldn't win, but you would see it like, oh shit! Like when when, when they get mature, two three years, this is going to be a problem. But nah, Philly, I really like Philly. Really like Philly. Okay, what
2: about you, B? Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, Philly, I think they' in the best position right now. That's why they gave up Evan Turner, free up some of that money. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think they're gonna they they're gonna they're gonna try to splash in this draft, and I think they're gonna try to splash in free agency too. Because it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's some it's some key free agency that's gonna be you know some key players that's gonna be free this upcoming mm-hmm. summer. Nice so
3: Stevenson.
2: I can yep, I I can see I can see Philadelphia trying to make a super splash in this offseason with draft and a free agency. So. Yeah, my voters with
1: the same with people Philadelphia. And and one thing that you also have to remember too about Philadelphia is that, you know, they they had the number one pick in Nerlens Noel, and he hasn't played this year, and probably won't right. play this year at all. So it's almost like you you know if you get the let's say you luck up and get the number one pick, you know, so mm-hmm. now you've got really in essence two number one picks hitting the floor at the same time, provided that mm-hmm. obviously he's healthy. But um, you got two of your number one picks hitting the floor, you know, now that that puts a lot of, it's, it's a lot of youth and it puts a lot of pressure on the coach, but at the same time, I think Philadelphia, um, I, I, I'm going a, I'm to a join FIFA and, and B. I, I agree, I think Philadelphia is a team that could definitely make the move uh, pretty quickly, now I will say this much, I don't know, and I know people have been very critical of them as far as whether or not they were tanking or whatever like that, but I Q, I don't know if you've seen Philly lately, but they are awful, man. I mean, like. Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm
4: a huge fan of the system, man. Okay, you know I mean? okay, okay. So, you are. So you <laughs> are why, which is why I was hoping y'all <laughs> would <was easy, laughs> to be quite honest. And I was looking at it, and we're primed to do something in the next, like, five years because you got Michael Carter Williams. He's probably going to win rookie of the year this year.
0: Yeah. You got Nernozo. He's going
4: to have some fresh legs. Um, Daddy is young, we're probably not gonna trade him Daddy is to young. do, yeah. Then we then we might try and get like a Kevin Love or somebody. And then you know, if Jabari or uh, Andrew Wiggins or Joel Embiid or all the good guys come out this year and we'll have two. We got if we can get the first pick or second pick, and then we have a 16th pick coming from the Pelicans, I believe. Yep. So three so, first rounds. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. So then you got the new coach from the Spurs. He was one of the guys who came in and helped Pop rebuild to get like the defense straight and all that. Yeah. So then yep. we got him. So I think that we're primed to do something above average for what the Philly fans been seeing the last ten years. So ever since AI left, it's just been just been bad, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: another young team, too, I think that's that's good at and up-and-coming, too. I don't know if they're going to make a lot of, you know, a splash in the off season, but I don't see them making the playoffs as a New Orleans Pelicans. They, got, they yeah, got a nice yeah, little young, yeah, yeah, the Pelicans, a young group yeah, of guys. Yeah, they got a nice too. little yeah, uh, you too. Know, yeah, they got a nice little young nucleus. I don't know if they're going to be smart during this off season and, and you know, if they're going to make some good moves or not. You know, we we shall see because it looks like Tyree Evans is not paying out to be what they expect it to be. So, I don't mm-hmm. know. It's going to be interesting.
0: It's you, gonna be interesting.
3: So you know, Another team, too, but they're a playoff team. But the Phoenix Suns have four first-round picks this year. Are will
4: so be
3: Yeah, they have four. So it'll be really interesting to see if they're going to trade any of those picks with maybe like a disgruntled team, you know, a player on a team or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It's going to be real interesting. I, I really thought Phoenix should have traded for Paul Gasol, especially since they're going to be in the playoffs. I think he would have just fit in perfect. Like, mm-hmm. he would have like a glove. You know, like him and Drogic and that type of offense, man, come on. You know, so I, I really felt like they should have traded for Paul Gasol, gave up maybe one or two picks, you know, um, because I I could see Paul Gasol just retiring there. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Just getting rebounds and just, play, just playing ball, passing. You know what I'm saying? And I'm the main offensive guy, like, down low. Everybody else is small. The Morris Twins out there,
0: you know, so, but, yeah, you know, I did not yeah. know they had four picks
1: next year. That's crazy. And they got a dope They picks. They have a squad that's good enough to get out of the first round and make some noise in the second round in the West, honestly.
0: Mm-hmm. That boy, Gerald. I, I think maybe
4: two of them might be only if Some teams don't make the playoffs. So at the max, they'll have three picks. I think like two of those came from teams that are doing pretty good this year. I think one came from Houston. I'm not sure. But I'm okay. sure those picks are contingent on if they go to the playoffs. Kind of like how the Pelicans don't go to the playoffs and we get mm-hmm. two first rounds. But, uh, yeah, that's yeah, good are, to
1: get multiple yeah. picks. I mean, yeah. think about it. Even if they make the playoffs, I mean, they've been, they've held it down in the West. You put them in the East, you know, they're, they're right there at the top. Well, not, not above Miami or, or Indiana, but they may be like a three seed. I'm not looking at the standards just yet. Yeah. Um, I know you, you said you had another, what was your other question, Q?
4: A uh, second question, a little deeper than the first one, but um, in the NBA, over the history of the NBA, as long as y'all been watching, or not even just been watching, but what do you all think is the most disappointing, or the most let down, or the most like bust of of a career in the NBA? Whoa!
1: Um, um, I'm 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 a jumping this one. This one's kind of personal for me. Um, and he didn't have – he had a decent career, but he, he could have had – I mean, like, he really – he should have been a lot greater than what he was, and that was Derek Coleman. Um, I, I follow – I don't know if That's you listen to one. Q, but I'm, I'm a, a huge one. Syracuse fan, so I follow Coleman when he was in college at Syracuse. Um, Detroit. You know, I actually remember watching him or seeing clips of him when I, when he was in high school. Um, Detroit. But Coleman, man, really – if he had applied himself because injuries didn't beset him Coleman's downfall was his lack of at, lack of attitude and lack of preparation um mm-hmm. and just you know just laziness i mean like he was 6'10" 6'11" he had handles he could shoot yep. he could pass yep. rebound but he was just lazy and i think it really didn't i don't think he was one of those guys i think once he got out of the nba then he really realized that he didn't use his full potential now you know he wasn't one of these sideshow guys like Chris Washburn or, or some of these other guys that got caught up in coke and stuff like that, and, and you know kind of alcohol or drugged themselves out of out of the NBA. But just disappointed, man, because I, I felt like he could have been that. Where Garnett was, I felt like he was on that Garnett type level. I mean, like before Garnett, mm-hmm. um, he was you know could could have and should have been a perennial All Star every year, and he was an Olympian. Um, you know, just a phenomenal talent, man, but he just didn't apply himself. And I think to me, like I said, it's more personal because I followed him in Syracuse. Um, he's not the biggest NBA bust, but he's, um, you know, for me, it's just, it's disappointing. I like the fact that he's back in touch and back in tune with the, uh, university. I know he does some stuff for the school, you know, speaking engagements and stuff like that. Um, and I know he's still close to the program with Coach Beheim still being there. But, um, I, th- I think he could have done more. He could have done a whole lot more than he did.
2: Uh, I could think of one. <laughs> uh, bus would be Christian Leitner. <laughs> uh-huh. Christian Leitner, like man, can you man the hype machine that was behind him when he came out? of Yeah, the- man. Oh my god, you thought he was about to be like the you know playing on the dream team and stuff. You thought he was about to be the you know the next up and coming power forward in the league. Man, Christian Leitner was a bump. A freaking bum, nothing but hype machine, man. Hype machine coming from a college team, I can't stand. And Duke. Number <laughs> the hype machine. Number <laughs> the hype machine, man. It was somebody else I had to tip in my at the tip of my tongue too, was somebody else. But Chris Ladner is the first one. That, oh yeah, Lamar Odom. I think Lamar Odom didn't oh, yes. him, come, good him, one come, up. him him coming out of Providence, man, like they I remember they were saying he was like the next up and coming like Magic Johnson, like sixteen. Right. right he can right. handle the rock. He he can he can play, you know, he can be like the point forward type of uh, player and you know, he can post and everything, but he didn't he kept being like that role player like throughout his career, you know what I'm saying? Like he never was like that that superstar guy that I thought he had the potential to be. So yeah, Odom mm. and Christian Leightner are definitely my two guys that just input disappointed NBA careers.
1: You know Odom Odom was a guy that I think part of his issue has been stability. And and I remember when Odom was on, I don't know if you guys remember, Odom went to like eight different high schools in high school like in four years of high school Uh, how uh, how or why he did that that. I don't know I mean I know the story behind it Um, then he went to he he went to college and he flunked out and he went to another Like he went to like two or three different colleges and he never really had that stability and I think really for him the place where he finally got stability was in LA with the Lakers you know won a couple of rings and then when they shipped him off or even with I, I take that back when they started talking about shipping him, his game went down the drain. And, you know, subsequently I think he got on drugs and stuff. You know, I, I don't know if that, but I think it starts with, part, I think part of his demise was his lack of stability. And I think the stability. one place mm-hmm. where he felt comfortable and he could play his game and yeah. be himself was where he flourished. And after that, it was just all downhill. But that, those are those yeah. two good ones. Um, who, who you got on that question, FIFO?
3: I don't know, you know, actually I I was sitting here thinking, um, you know, I, I I can only think of like draft but I don't know who really kinda like let me down. I I don't know who was like super hype. I, I you know who you know who kinda like disappointed me mainly because of his rookie season and when I saw him I thought he was gonna like really dominate was Joe Smith. Oh
0: like Joe. Yeah. Joe
3: Smith's rookie season. Coming out of Maryland. Coming
2: yeah, coming yeah. out of Maryland. Maryland. Coming out of
3: Maryland, he was a beast. He was a beast
4: coming yeah. out of
2: Maryland.
4: That's and a I good one,
3: like, people. That's a, that's a good Yeah. One. yeah that's a damn Joe, Joe Smith did that for me. Um, let's see, let me think. Who, who else did I feel that way about? Um.
2: Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. That was kind of hard. I had to think about that. Yeah. I had to think deep on that one.
3: Yeah, oh yeah, hey, that was a good question. I go through the two. What,
2: what about,
3: um, what about um, Steve um, Francis? Uh, what
2: about Steve Francis?
3: Oh
0: damn, that's he, he,
3: But you was, know, I, I feel like he had a he dominated for long enough to be like, okay, I know what you were. You know, maybe he should have been more, but you know, like they didn't. But that's still disappointing
2: though, because man, he was that dude. Like I man on oh, a
0: cover of video yeah, games,
2: and like he was that guy. Like he was that dude for a minute, man, and for him to like. He's like really like a forgotten dude almost, man. Like Steve Francis like what? Steve Francis. That's kinda of disappointing too, people, I think. For him to be like that dude. Like he was. What that about dude. Kenny Anderson? Kenny Anderson
3: yeah. was super nice. Uh, yeah, he could yeah, have yeah. He he, been Yeah, like, he didn't
1: have like, you know what? I mean he had a decent career, but he could have been a whole lot better. Um I think, I think I think my my
4: four for this question one would be Greg Oden. Definitely, Greg Oden. Okay. Just, okay. Greg Oden. Uh, two. Y'all remember Darius Miles? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I was back. Darius yep. Miles. Darius Miles. Came straight out of high school. Three. The the Wagner. I think uh, you remember uh, <sighs> Sean Bradley.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seven point yeah. six nothing. And uh,
4: <laughs> and even though he didn't get to go because of the circumstances, but
0: uh, Len Byers, man. That's oh, good. man. Len Byers, man. Let me tell you Was
1: a beast. I remember watching him play when I was little, man. That dude was a beast. I'm a, so I, I, I was a huge. He robbed us of so many classic yeah, games
4: that could have been with him in
1: if you would have had Lynn Bias on a team with Bird, McHale, and Parrish, they <laughs> get more championships oh right there. Gosh. My my 1
0: to
4: 1, those, my one, 1 championship. <laughs> right. It's
0: more championships
2: um, right
4: there. You, you know oh,
1: you know what I just I, as you guys were talking, I just pulled up one um, this article on the top 5 biggest busts in the NBA. Um, one was one that Q mentioned, Greg Oden, he was drafted before He was drafted before Kevin Durant, Durant, drafted
0: before
1: Al Horford, Joe Kim Noah, and Mike Conley Jr. Um, Mm. Number five was a guy that we never saw play this guy. I heard the name before, a guy by the name of LaRue Martin. He was drafted first overall by the Portland Trailblazers, Bob McAdoo, Paul Westmore, and Dr. J. Um, Number four... Michael Orwell-Candy, the number one overall pick yeah. in 1998 by the Clippers. Clippers. He was drafted <laughs> ahead of Vince Carter, Paul uh, Pierce, yeah. and Dirk yep. um, yep. Number three, I, damn, how we forget this dude? Kwame Brown. From oh, Northern yeah,
0: man.
1: Kwame Brown drafted damn. before Tyson Chandler, before Kyle Gasol, Joe Johnson, Zach Randolph, and Tony Parker.
0: Uh, I got another Number two.
3: I got- oh, damn, B, how you... Darko! Yep. And, and and Darko, say, uh you thinking about Darko, B.
0: Darko Milicic drafted in, in the
1: fame class of 2003. He was drafted ahead of Carmelo.
0: Yep. He was
1: drafted behind LeBron, but ahead of Carmelo, ahead of Chris Bosh, yep. Dwayne Wade, and David West. And the number one draft bust of all time. I don't even know how I forgot about this guy, man. Sam Bowie, 1984. Sam Bowie, yeah. Portland Trailblazer. You know another
0: one? You know, another one, too? Uh, you
2: mentioned Tyson Chandler, uh, Eddie Curry. Oh,
0: yes. Well, yes. Eddie,
2: Cur- Eddie Curry was another one that, you know, I think him and Tyson Chandler both came out of high school the same year, I think. Yeah,
1: they, I think they did, yeah, too. They, I they, think they did. They was,
2: hyping them, they was hyping up Eddie Curry, and Eddie Curry didn't do anything. What's it? the little point guard, too, that came in the same year LeBron did. He didn't do nothing. He didn't do much. Oh, uh, uh, I think, was that Wagner? Sebastian. No, oh, no, no, yeah, Telfair, Telfair, Telfair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah. He did. I remember, he they had... was on the cover. They were, was, was on the cover of that hoops magazine, Lebron and Telfair. Uh, they high you know
4: someone else. He... Someone he else had, had a couple of coffee, and he had such a good start to his career. But was that? His, you know, gu- uh, gun charges and all this stuff. Gilbert Arenas, man. I yeah. I oh, yeah. I got Another falling star. Yeah,
0: Gilbert was a falling. Well, who? Grant Hill you know, he used to be his
2: nah, best injured. A that's game
0: but, but that's
2: injury though. I, I was gonna say him two people, but that's injury. You can't really, you can't really,
0: I you can't so.
2: really
3: blame the injury. Yeah, yeah. But that's I really agree true. with Gilbert Arenas. Man, his yeah, was crazy. about well, you consider
4: a disappointing career? No, In 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 the context of what AI could have been, if. That's not one. Bad. Really put but a now you on said bust. We, we were talking about bust. AI. Oh,
1: yeah, know, AI. Bus, in my but opinion. In career, AI is not a reaching his
4: potential.
1: AI is one of the few players that I would pay top dollar to see,
0: <laughs> night in AI, and night out, because I knew he was
1: gonna bus. bust his ass. Um, you know, we think, talk, like huge. Said, go ahead.
2: No, I understand I think Q does mean like this. how his career ended. It just didn't end really well. But um, i, say I, mean, you, I mean, Jay,
1: fame, man. I would've I would have liked to have seen it end better. I would have liked to have seen him stay in Philly yeah, his whole career. Ring, I would have liked to see him win a championship. You know, and unfortunately he, he it he didn't is, work yeah. out that way. I I love the fact that Philly retired his number a few weeks ago. Um, got a chance to see that ceremony. Um and I and I think he's beloved and, you know, Philly will always love him for that.
3: Oh yeah. Um, but oh, yeah. but yeah, when
1: you talk about bus, I mean like I said, this article that I just pulled up, Sam Bowie was number one. He was taken in '84 ahead of Jordan Barkley and Stockton. I mean,
3: awful. Enough said. <laughs> <laughs> awful it's,
1: now, yeah, injuries derailed his career, but I mean, Sam Bowie is probably the worst of. He might. Be, he could very well be the worst draft pick in professional sports history. I mean, you guys. Nah. Right. If you
2: think
3: about it, don't, if you
2: think oh, about yeah. you think Oh
3: shit! I forgot about it. Him.
2: If you think about it, though this that, this scenario, this Sam Bowie scenario is like playing out just like in, in the, the uh Greg Oden scenario it was like if you, if you, they, you know, I, I think Blazers didn't want to draft, you know, uh, Krevin Durant because at the time Brandon Warrior was that dude, you know, it was like, okay, right. he got us a scoring, a oh, perimeter guy. Won. Same, and same
0: thing team. with
2: Drexler, yeah, same, yeah, same thing in '84 when they had, they already had Drexler. They're like, okay, we we got us a perimeter shooting guard, we don't need Jordan, we need a big fella. And you know, of course, centers, right. centers, you know, centers don't come like, like, like a down doesn't like that, so. Well, mm-hmm. to come like that. They was like, "Hey, we got to get Sam Bowie. And The same way with with the Blazers, they're like, "Yo, we got to get Greg Oden," because centers don't come that often like that. And we already got us a perimeter guy. So it's funny how that scenario is kind of played the same exact way from you know the o- Oden the Sam Bowie situation. It's played the same way. So at, yeah, at the same it really time, has. Yeah, yeah. At the same time, you can't really blame the Blazers. Of course, we're looking at it like, "Oh, no. you idiot," because right, what, right. What, what, what ended up, but you know, I mean, what if the tables turned the other way around? You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, what,
3: you what know, if Greg like, Jordan would
2: have never got hurt.
3: Like, that right. would yeah. what was dominant. If,
2: right. What if Sam Boyd never got hurt? Or what if they would have yeah. picked Jordan instead? And then, you know, it's just, it's you know, of course, we're looking at it like, oh, you idiots, because, yeah, of course, Jordan is the greatest, <laughs> right? is the greatest, you know, basketball player, uh, you know, to play in. And Durant looked look the kind of career he's starting off having uh, compared to Greg Oden. So, yeah, of course, we're looking at it. But you got to think, it's a draft. You take it. A draft is a gamble. and No matter what, mm-hmm. no matter how good you think the player is in all sports, it's a gamble. Mm-hmm. So you can't really blame the Blazers, man. I don't blame them, you know, for the decisions that they made. We just, you know, people just look back and be like, oh, yeah, you should have known that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Nobody knew it was going to play
1: out like that. It, yeah, uh, I, think Chris,
4: I think Chris Washburn is one that was also a big bust. Yeah,
1: Washburn was bad, man. I, I remember Washburn when he was in college. He he could play. Uh, but he just he was a guy that he had a lot of success early and drugs, man. Drugs will bring kids. I mean, especially in the eighties. Yeah, that's man. what, they, that, that's that what the
4: eighty-six draft was, man. A bunch of drugies, yeah.
1: man. If, if for okay. those of you listening, if you ever get a chance, Google the nineteen. 86 NBA draft the 1996 yeah, exactly. NBA draft class is, is, is arguably the best draft best. class yep. Uh, yep. and, and Cold, 86 Coldy hands draft. down is the worst.
2: Yes, the worst. Is, uh, I don't. I was about to get off topic. I was about to say something. Else. Yeah, like a couple of guys in that 86
1: <laughs> class not even alive anymore. I mean, like, is mm, that
2: crazy? Yep. Yep. Staying on the drugs.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you you got anything else for the night, Q?
4: Uh, yeah, quick one. Last one before I get off. I gotta go. Um, okay. Reaction or overreaction? The Trail Blazers can beat the Thunder in the seven game series.
2: Can beat
4: what? Uh, reaction what or overreaction? Can the Trail Blazers, Portland Trail Blazers, beat the Oklahoma City Thunder in the seven game series and in the NBA playoffs?
0: Oh.
2: And you say reaction or overreaction?
1: It, I, I yeah. don't think they can. I don't. I I just. I could. I could definitely see it going seven, but you put OKC at home in Game Seven. Nah, I'm gonna put my money on Durant. Yeah, only because. Only,
2: only just because Portland don't have the experience. But I, I think matchup wise, I mean, you know, playoffs is about matching and good coaching.
0: Mm-hmm. match wise
2: mm-hmm. I, I think they match up with them pretty good. I mean, let, let, let's not let, – let's look at this now. They, they, I mean, you know, if you look at the starting lineup by starting lineup, they, you know, Charmways Jer- Jer- do match up with OKC
0: pretty well, good. Well, now, hold you,
1: on, You know basketball and you know come playoff time is, yeah, it's about starters, it's but it's also about the yeah. contribution you get from your bench. And we your all bench. know benches get shorter come playoff time. That that 10 left man rotation get shrunk down to about eight or nine, maybe sometimes seven sometimes, on, you know, in different playoff scenarios. I, yeah, I just, man, I think, come I, down I, to I
2: that OK though. see a
3: slight edge, Q.
2: Yeah, I do, too. What do, do, about do, you, do, people?
3: Um, in the seventh game, I, I'm with B. Um, i am with I love what Portland's been able to do, but they just not battle-tested, man. Yeah, um, yeah. The NBA playoffs are about about being battle tested. Every team has to falter, every team has to lose. You have to feel that heartache for you to be able to yeah. overcome it. Yeah.
2: You have to. And, it, it's it's a at, lot of passage. And the in the and the piggyback off that, FIFO, that that was the point I was making to about, you know, Indiana being a threat to Miami because, you mm. know, Indi- Indiana was they've been battle tested. They pushed them to seven games. You know, Indiana was mm. one game away from the finals and it's like, you know, We've seen this in the past. You know, Pistons was yeah. battle-tested against the, the victory in Boston. The Chicago Bulls was battle-tested to the bad boys Pistons. So, it's like, mm-hmm. you, you're gonna, it's, that's why I think, you know, Indiana can pose a threat because it's like, you know, they, they battle-tested now. They're like, okay, yeah, we lost y'all to seven. So, guess what? We're we coming back. we coming for y'all this year. So, you know, I just want to piggyback off that point you made, people. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I, I just cool, thought
4: cool, cool. That, you bro. got anything else worth mm-hmm. like you? I oh, thought that before resembled more like a Memphis. Do you remember last year Memphis beat OKC in the mm. playoffs? I'm, I thought. Oh, like yeah. um, and I think, to me, Aldridge is one of the best up and coming right now. So it's like oh, no doubt. Oh, him, yeah. oh, yeah. Lillard, him, Lillard, and they have a pretty nice bench. They got Batum and all them. I think they would pose yep. a threat. It's just a matter of if the coach can keep up with Scott Brooks. No. Yep. So, yeah, that was yeah, my last know, question for the night, man, man. Yep. Hey, well, as always, Q,
1: man, thanks for calling in, man. We appreciate it. You already know, man. Peace. Phone number Q called, area code 646 Again, 646 Shout out to Q, man. He has some great questions tonight, man. We... <laughs> Anytime people can call in, man, and throw questions at us, hey, we will answer them. We we not, mm-hmm. we definitely not running from answering any questions. We definitely appreciate you for calling in. Um, phone number to call in: area code six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Got about a little less, a little Friday forty five minutes left in the show. Hit us up six four six four seven eight zero three five six. You're rocking with Dead End Sports. I'm your old 12 Kyle joined by my partners B and FIFO shout out to my man Ken who couldn't make it with us tonight but he will be back on next week um next question has to do with hip hop we love hip hop you guys obviously damn hugely hugely known for uh your hip hop opinions um much well respected of all you know by all parties um when it comes to the dead end hip hop stuff um so when you when you talk about hip-hop, you sometimes there's a, obviously a blend between hip-hop and sports. Obviously, you can go to hip-hop arenas. I mean, excuse me, you can go to sports arenas and you hear hip-hop music being played. So it got me to thinking about <laughs> hip-hop artists being associated with certain teams. So the question I wanted to throw out to you guys, and I'll start first with you people. What hip-hop artists do you associate with certain sports teams? Like... When you think of a rapper, you, this particular rapper, you mm-hmm. might think of this particular either college football or basketball or baseball whatever uh, team.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: what hip hop artists do you associate with any particular sports teams?
0: Um,
3: first off, uh, uh, Jay Z and the Yankees because I, I would never wear a Yankees cap. I wear <laughs> a so that's number one. <laughs> And he bragged about it too. He was like, you know, uh, I made the Yankee hat more famous than the Yankee can. Right,
0: so right. He was right.
3: right. So, you know, I got to go with that number one. Um, uh, Uncle Luke with UM.
0: Damn yes, yes. Because, you know, hey, people to took mine. He, he, he took mine. <laughs> that was that's
3: what I was going to use. But go ahead. Uh, Uncle Luke with UM. um you know, um, Drake has ties to the Raptors and the Heat. So, right. I guess you kind of think of him with both of them. Um, let me see. Let me see. Uh, Damn, shit. this ain't
0: one people you might take. The loop. You already took the Luke. Right? <laughs> you already took the Luke with the Miami with the Miami Hurricanes. Shit, <gasps> I'm thinking
2: of some teams.
1: Oh man, that's funny. That's funny. Um, I was with you. Uh, you, you're thinking about that? B. I'm gonna go with. Um, I don't necessarily associate it with them now, but at one point in time, man, Ice Cube and uh, and the Raiders, when uh, NWA mm-hmm. dropped, man, it was all black. It was almost like all black everything. Everybody was rocking. I mean, we have even cats here on the East Coast was rocking Raider gear, but like yeah. nobody. <laughs> it was funny because like I grew up in South Carolina, so obviously in in the in the, the, the mid '80s. In the early 80s, there was no football. There, there were no Carolina Panthers for you young whippersnappers out there. So, you know, everybody had different teams that they grew up watching. But, um, you know, NW, NWA dropped. Um, I was in middle school. And so it was a big thing where Cass was rocking Raider gear. And, I mean, L.A. Raiders and um, L.A. King was the big thing. And, and keep in mind, there was no hockey team this close to where we grew up. But uh, but that's what NWA wore and Ice Cube in particular. Um he was anytime you saw him in an interview he always had Raider hat. Um he always had Raider, you know, Raider T shirt on. Um, you know, he shot out Al Davis, you know, in, in a couple of songs, you know, before he dissed Al Davis in the song. Um but yeah, I was always associate Ice Cube with um with uh with the Raiders. Um let me think who else. Uh I would I, I was gonna say Luke with University of Miami to um, Snoop with uh the Lakers. The Lakers. Um Snoop's been a you know, been a huge fan of the Lakers. Um and obviously well he's not hip hop but I I mean shit Spike Lee with the Knicks. Um I mean, he, he,
2: he, he represents
1: he represent hip-hop culture, though. I yeah, mean, that's, true, that's true. Spike, Spike, Spike has, yeah. you know, especially with, the, you know, do the right thing in the whole nine. Um, but, yeah, those are the ones that jump out. Um, big Boy and the Atlanta Braves, because uh, Big Boy was one of the first people I saw in hip-hop um, back when the throwback jerseys were really, really big. Big Boy was rocking throwback jerseys, and he was always rocking Atlanta. And I remember there was this poster um, right before throwbacks really, really took off. There was this poster um, downtown. It was Big Boy and um, Dale Murphy from the uh, Atlanta Braves. And he had on a Murphy's. He had on, like, the blue, the the, the powder blue uh, Atlanta Braves throwback jersey. And that was, like, I think that might have been one of the first times I'd ever seen a throwback jersey before. And, um, and so I thought that was, I thought that was kind of fly, but he's always represented. And you know, obviously, when the, when the cats really really started rocking baseball caps, he was rocking the Atlanta Braves. He was rocking the throwback Braves Atlanta Braves uh, baseball cap. So I, I, I associate the Braves with uh, Big Boy as well. Um,
2: <clears throat> what about you, B? Hey, I ain't took a whole bunch of shit, man. Um <laughs> uh, Golly, I'm gonna say, um, Nives is New York Mets. I know he I see knives rock the Mets. I hear him I hear him say Mets in some of his rounds before, so New York Mets with uh Nives. Um Shit, uh, you know, I don't, I don't care too much for this hip hop artist, but at the time he, he was he was his squads. Uh, the uh, uh, Nelly rapping, right, riding the St. Louis Rams and mm-hmm. the Cardinals all the time. So um, I say that one. Um, I, I can't. I mean, yeah, the, the, the Luke Luke and Miami Dolphins. That was gonna be my first one. I was gonna say, damn, to that. Come Jackson, on, I mean, man, what about um, what about the D? Jay tiller I mean, no, I mean they wouldn't. I mean, Kid Rock used to come to fishing games a lot when back when they was
1: winning. Man, know, let when me they, tell you uh, though, when I first started listening to Jay in Slum Village, like, and I I don't know if it's just with you know just if it was posters or flyers or whatever I was just seeing it, but like almost in all the all of their print media, Jay Dillon almost always
2: had, had, had on the Tigers, like a, a Detroitian. Yeah, he had the Tigers hat on he almost had the always. On,
0: yeah, but.
2: He wasn't repping. I mean, I guess you're thinking like repping the gear and stuff like that. I mean, that, mm-hmm. wearing that tiger D, that was that's like that's like essential for Detroiters. I mean, it wasn't like we just repping Detroit, repping the D. It wasn't, even, it wasn't mm-hmm. even more so than the Tigers, but it that was just like you you from Detroit, you wearing that hat. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so, okay, I got was more, you. I got yeah, you. it was it was kind of more just like a culture repping the city more so than the team. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, yeah, yeah. The few I can think of, man, y'all took a lot from my ass. I can't, I can't think of. It. I can't. I can't think of. It. I can't. Like who represents Philadelphia Seventy Sixers? I can't even think of nobody who like represents the Seventy Sixers. I don't know, man. I mean, Snoop Dogg represents Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, yeah, he likes the Lakers, yeah. but you mm-hmm. know, I'm and I'm uh, really? going go nine.
0: Yeah, really? yeah, yeah, with
2: Khalifa with the Pittsburgh Pirates, and yeah. um if you want to go to non-hip-hop, I can go to non-hip-hop Jack Nicholson for the Lakers. I mean, he is like they mascot. They yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's, huge. he's, yeah, a, he's, he's I mean, He's, he's always post-stop. sitting on the end
1: of the bench, man, always.
2: Man, he's been sitting on that bench since I was like a little kid. <laughs> so, I mean, that shows, you, that shows you how long he's been a, 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 a season ticket court holder for the Lakers, back when they was at the film. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, way back then, so... Yeah, I can't really think it. Nobody else. Man. Yeah, y'all took a lot of good. From me. I mean,
1: y'all said some good. Yeah, I think it, it's 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 a natural thing, man. Just you know, to blend hip because the cultures cross each other so much um, with hip hop and sports. And you know, we we talk about it all the time, but we'll continue to talk about it. You know, rappers want to be ballers, and ballers want to be rappers. Um, you know, but I, I think uh, I think they've everybody we mentioned, man, have really done a good job of representing that particular team and, and and that particular. And then you got some guys, you know, if that's just where they're from, you know, you'll catch them with gear on and stuff like that. But actually, associating, I mean, like even and and even it kind of came out of nowhere. But um, what's the kid's name? Um, and I, I would never associate. I would never associate him with uh this particular team up until this year but um uh rich homie quan, you know, with um with Michigan State. I until I'd heard his song, I'd never and realized that he was like close to the team or whatever like that. I'd never associated him with Michigan State football, but you know, there he was in the in the uh, Rose Bowl locker room, you know, dancing with him and everything with the coach and everybody. So <laughs> and
2: I'm trying. Think the only only thing I can think rough.
1: myself, man, he'll to come a long way. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm th-
2: and I'm and I'm thinking like I don't know if he got a, like any peeps on, on from Michigan State because it's like Michigan State. Isn't he from Atlanta? Is he from here? Yeah. He, well, you know what it is.
1: I think what happened was there there's a there's a couple of players from Michigan State's team that are from Atlanta. And they were okay. playing the song or something like that in the locker room, and the guys just started okay. gravitating toward the music and everything like that. And he said one of the coaches walked in, and they was like, "Coach, this was this is where high." And you know, they started playing it for the coach, and the coach, the, the head coach actually liked it. And um, you know, so they kept that was like their little ritual to play it in the game in the locker room after the games. So obviously, Michigan State went on a on a winning streak. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Michigan State. Only lost one football game this past season.
0: Yeah, to um, Notre
1: Dame. <laughs> yeah, to Notre Dame. Exactly, exactly. Yep. So, yep. and um, so yeah, they just took it from there, and uh, and the head coach actually invited Rich Homie Quan to come out to the, the Rose Bowl and watch them play. And um, obviously, after the game was over, they played his, music, his song in the locker room like they had done the previous weeks. I guess it's like their, their, their theme song, if you will. So um, crazy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, of all the teams in the world, you know he's rolling with Michigan State. You, you would have, like to right. said. "Hip hop has come a long way." The phone number to call in area code six four six four seven eight zero three five six again six four six four seven eight zero three five six. You're listening live to Dead End Sports. I'm your host Twelve Kyle, and again this is. Dead in Sports, joined by my boys, FIFO B, and our boy Ken is out tonight, but he will be back on next week as well. Um, next question I have for you guys: uh, NBA centers. Um, we talk about them all the time. Uh, we we have tweeted out pictures from the uh, from the Dead End Sports accounts, which have really been a huge, huge, huge hit uh amongst those that follow our dead ends ma- matter of fact if you're on twitter check check us out follow us at dead end sports um that's been a huge huge hit as well uh so it it got me to thinking about some of the top you know centers of all time so i'll start with you first b give me your top five m NBA centers
4: of all time.
2: Oh man. Uh well for me one at least the top center I've ever seen in my life. Uh, for me one is no brainer It came Elijah Wine.
0: Okay. Um
2: yeah, I mean after that it, it gets kinda interesting for me. Um, you know, 'cause I you know, I don't wanna knock Will Chamberlain and Bill Russell, but at the same time I didn't see them. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, right. I, I guess i I guess I'm just going by what I've seen in my lifetime. So, you know, like Okay, that's, that's, think, that's yeah. Fair. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, at the same time, you can't knock him because, I mean, look what, you know, what Chamberlain, and Bill Russell did is, like, phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, like it's crazy, but you know, I had this argument with my dad all the time, like, if if Shaq in his prime was playing in 1952, Shaq would score 150 points. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. so,
0: mm-hmm. he was
2: actually, he was bigger, and he was, you know, he was bigger and more athletic than, well, I ain't gonna say more athletic, but he was bigger and more agile for his size than what Chamberlain was, but you know, because Wood Chamberlain, the biggest, the second biggest person Wood Chamberlain playing was Bill Russell. He was 6'9", 220. You know what I'm saying? Right. Shaq, was seeing, Shaq was playing against other seven-footers, you know, night in, night out. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, during his Orlando and Laker days. So, you know, I and mean, I don't want to knock that against Wood Chamberlain, but, uh, golly, he would be number two. This is hard, man, because, yeah, for me, it's like Akeem Olajuwon, and it's like everybody else for me. Um uh, I, I guess you can say Shaq just just because of, just because of his dominant presence. And I'm not, you know what? Hakeem is number one. Everybody else is mm-hmm. not like ranked two, three, or four. It's like Hakeem and then these other centers on my name is just like whatever. Uh, Shaq, okay. Uh, um, God, David David Robinson. He he was David Robinson was good too. Um, uh, golly. After that too. Who else? Damn. Who else? Maybe I guess yeah, Will Chamberlain, Bill Russell. <laughs> and, and you know what? No, I can't I'm forgetting him. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he would be, I think that would be yeah, one of yeah. he'd, he'd be number two. He'd be number two. He'd be number two. Be number two. He, the dude created the most unblockable shot ever. You know, he created mm-hmm. a shot. He created a shot that my dad used to say that, you know, when, and is this is another thing. This is why another thing I say for Will, uh, Will Chamberlain. My dad was saying, like, Will Chamberlain felt uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was the only center he needed to help guard. And it's like, dude. That was another seven footer in the league that, that you was playing against. So can you imagine playing against David Robinson, Patrick Ewing, uh, you know Mark Eaton night in night out and stuff like that? Like I don't know what Chamberlain you would have some you would have some trouble guarding these other uh, centers too. So you know you want to score a hundred, right? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, okay, Hakeem Olajuwon, um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, um, uh, uh, who else I say uh David Robinson, Shaq, no, Shaq. No Russell Will Chamber. So I say him, that's, that's the center
1: Okay Okay What about you Vivo
3: uh, No particular Order The five Greatest of all Time Um I, I agree With B Akeem Is I think The most Skillful Uh center to ever play. I think that Shaq is the most dominant center to ever play, most physically dominant center to ever play. Uh, I gotta put, you know, Bill Russell on there. He won his rookie year. He won his last year. And you know, like, he got 11 championships, so like, you just have to put mm-hmm. him on there almost by default. Will Chamberlain,
0: yeah.
3: Will Chamberlain, because, you know, he scored 100. I mean, yeah, yeah, Will Chamberlain, because he scored 100. Um, and he was dominant in his own right, but I agree with B. You know, he didn't have to go against nightly competition like, you know, most NBA players do now. Um, but and and, another thing,
2: too, I want to add to mm-hmm. people, this dude averaged 49 points and 24 rebounds in a season. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's
0: fucking insane. Yeah. That's hey, that's unreal, insane, man. Dude. That's the yeah. yeah, game man playing with little
3: kids. Yep.
0: Man, like, that's you crazy. You
3: can't do that against Shaq. I, like, he might score 30 against Shaq, but you're not grabbing, like, 24 rebounds and, like, 12 blocks and shit like that.
2: That's not happening. Yeah. And you know, That's it's like I don't happening. want to knock him because of the era, but it's just like I, exactly. I argue with my dad, about, I argue about my dad about that every time. Like, damn, I'm telling you, if, if, nah, if Shaq
3: was it's that. Yeah, yeah, nah, got, look, look people, get, people try to knock people of this era because of the era they play in. No, these players mm-hmm. are great, too, and if we played under old rules, they could adapt just like right. any basketball player. You know, so uh, yeah. But um, how many did I name? I named four. So I, I, think I think you named name four. Yeah,
2: you named four. You say McKean, Shaq, Bill Russell, Will
3: Champlin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh man, um, I'll probably have to go. Yeah, Kareem. Kareem. Hands same here. The dude. same five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <'Cause, laughs> you just got to. But man, I, you know what? Top five is top five. I want to talk about some dudes that that should have been. Like, Arvidas Sabonis, people sleep on him, man. That dude right there, he was a baller before before all of the injuries, before he got big, um, like, Who bigger in terms of weight. Yeah, he, was he was old, was that's that's you know, because
1: Arvidas played a good five or six years in Lithuania before he came here. So even mm-hmm. when he came here, he was, like, really, like, he was, I want to say, like, 26, 27 years old when he got here and started playing, wherein, you know, guys had already I don't want to say they had to leg up on him, but they had already, he, he, like I said, he he played as a pro overseas in his home country.
3: But okay. go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, FIFO.
2: Uh, he in, nah. in the that should have been. You said he was in the centers yeah, should have uh, been. Yeah,
3: Arvidas was nice. Ogowskis was nice. Um, let's see who else. Now that, 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 that's, that's about it.
2: Mark Eaton was Mark I mean, Robert Parrish. I said Mark Eaton and Robert Parrish. Yeah, I'm two, I'm Robert Parrish. Yeah, Ma- yeah, Robert Parrish. Um, yeah, Mark Eaton. That's what we averaged 5.8 blocks of see- in the season. That- that's that's freaking nutty.
4: Um,
2: somebody else.
1: I, mean, I think um, in, much- in no particular order, I got to go with Shaq, One, Kareem. Yeah, I think my five is the same as yours: Shaq, Olajuwon, K- uh, Kareem, uh, Chamberlain, and Russell. Um, and Russell much yep. like you, be man. I, when I when I talk about it, I, I've only seen clips of Wilt. I, I didn't, you know, I wasn't around right. when Wilt was around. Um, my dad was, and, and my dad to this day will. I'm, in fact, I'm surprised he hadn't. <laughs> he, I'm surprised he hadn't called in by now because anytime I start talking old school cats, you know, he'll come in, or if I post something on Facebook, he'll comment on it. Um, you know, he tells me about the time that Will, when Will was at Kansas, he was at a track meet and he he he, he won the 400, and then he won the long jump and the triple jump and the high hurdles, and then he went out in a basketball game and scored like 40 that night, like all in the same day.
0: And yeah. I mean, like yeah, that,
1: that's <laughs> freakish. That's freakish. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah.
2: My, I, yeah, either, I, I heard mean, stories. It, my dad, my dad told me stories about Will. Like one time. He told me, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger was, like, having a hard time getting his weight up. And then, mm-hmm. you know, he said, he said Will Chamberlain got on there and hit that shit easy, like, one, two, three, four, five. And, like, wow. Schwarzenegger was looking at him like, what the hell? Like, dude, I couldn't even I, – I had a hard time getting one. And getting one mm-hmm. rep, and you just killed it. So, yeah, I used to hear My dad used to tell me stories about how freakish an athlete that Will Chamberlain was, man. I used to hear it. I used to hear it.
1: Yeah, so I I think, um you know, and much like, like what FIFO said – I I am gonna go but more so by what I've seen. Um obviously mm-hmm. like I said, wasn't around for Will, went around for uh, uh around, around for Russell, you know, but I did see Kareem. Um and, and it's funny, man, you mentioned the Skyhook. It's it's surprising to me that and even when Shaq played, um, that he never developed it nor and, and Kareem will tell you, you know, that Skyhook added, you know, extra five years on his career because all you got to do was get down yep. court, get down court,
2: post
0: yep. up, hook him. You know, and he right. would hook you to
2: death.
0: Death, because um, you know
2: he was he was seven foot two with like a seven foot seven wingspan. Like you exactly. know, he was lanky. Like Kareem was lanky, man. So you know that guy hooked. That that was unguardable. It was like an unguardable shot, and that's why he led. That's why he he's an all time NBA leading scorer right now. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. of that guy, exactly. Huck. Crazy.
3: Exactly. Crazy.
2: Yeah. You gotta so, You um, gotta put him in there just while I mean,
1: I'm surprised, him. man. That and I know Kareem has had, you know, he's had run-ins with NBA teams or what have you. I know at one point in time he was doing some work with the Lakers when they had Bynum. But I'm surprised yeah. that he hasn't. And, and I, from what I understand, and I've heard this from multiple people, you know, Kareem's sort of an asshole. So um, yeah, I don't know. I've heard that too. <laughs> I don't know if his his personality has kept him away from the game or kept him away from, you know, working with a team from from an instructional standpoint, but I mean, like you said, B, you put that you you teach him. Well, first and foremost, the big I mean, we and we talked about this on previous shows. I mean, the big man is damn near obsolete. I mean, we pretty much have a league full of you know, we don't really have true center. I mean, like Shaq and Yao Ming might have been the last of the Mohicans as far as centers are concerned. Shaq definitely
2: was the last, the last black center. Like, yeah, like a kind of like yeah. a back to basket center. Like, yeah, it's like the center. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Back to the basket guy. You know what guy. it is? You know what it is? I, yeah, it's, I don't think the center position is really obsolete. It's just changed from what we used to see in you know right. back in the days. I mean, you know, you still got you know you got centers like Dwight Howard and you know, Andrew Bynum whenever he got his mind right. I mean those are some good centers. They just Do you think you know, do you think Howard's uh,
1: more of a, a power forward playing center or do you think he's up, a true true center? Up. He's a true no, he, center because of the way center. he plays. Yeah, he's a true center. Yeah, I mean it's
2: just, just like center. we yeah, it's just like he he's just not playing the type of center ball that we're used to you know, seeing. Okay. So of course we're gonna be like we're gonna be like, oh well the center position is gone. It's like you no, know, it's still centers. They just you know, they just play differently now. It's a different it's a new age. Javael McGee. He he's a center. He's just a different type of center. You know
0: what I'm saying? It's just, Every time somebody it's, it's, mentions
2: his name, different. I think about Shaq and the Fool. Oh yeah, so. it's just it's just different kind of centers now, man. It's just yeah, it's just a different it's a different age of center.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. it's it's definitely changed. I mean, and and we talked earlier about, you know, Durant, um, and Durant being – I think Durant's listed at 6'10", but he's probably closer to 7 feet, 7, maybe even 7'1". But, you know, guys lie about their height. Um, but, you know, you look at a guy like him, a guy like Garnett, who whose game or, or Dirk, whose games have evolved, you know, particularly around the perimeter. But back, I don't know, 20 years ago, if you were 6'10", 6'11", I don't care how good you can shoot from the outside. They, <laughs> they tell you to get your big ass in the post. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you you yep. weren't gonna be out floating around shooting jumpers. That just wasn't gonna happen at all. Nope. So you know, it, like you said, the game has changed. So um, it's always interesting to get that that take, man. But I, I, much like you guys, my, my top five is pretty much the same. Um, you could definitely throw in a guy like David Robinson out there for an honorable mention. Um, Patrick Ewing was another great center. Um, you know, another guy who ran <laughs> who ran into Jordan, unfortunately on his quest to win a title. Um but yeah, there there was some um you know, there, there was uh, even uh, uh, Smiths was a real really good center in Indiana um for several years uh back in the day. Uh the phone number to call in area code six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Um next question one transition to baseball. Um you guys know my man Derek Jeter announced a few weeks ago that he will be retiring at the end of 2014 uh lustrous career with the new york yankees uh four world championships uh perimeter all-star first ballot hall of famer he's done it all um question for you guys and i'll start first with you fifo what do you think Gina's is going to do when his career is over and how do you think the yankees will fare this year
3: um, you know, honestly, I, I don't know what the hell he's going to do when his career is over. Um, I, I feel like he's kind of like Jason Taylor in the fact that, you know, um TV probably wants him. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. I, I, I really don't care. I think whatever he does is probably going to be super cool anyway. I, I just think that's the type of guy he is. Um, in terms of the Yankees, though, um... I don't know, man. I'm not really expecting much from them. Um, you know, I, I don't follow baseball to the point where, you know, I could say, you know, it typically takes this time and, you know, all of these moves made this amount of sense. Like, I, you know, I don't understand baseball to that to that degree. So I, I don't know what they're going to do. I just hope that they're better because I, I feel like baseball is better when New York is better. Yeah.
1: No, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. That That's a great point. What about you, Pete? B?
2: Um. What? Uh, you said, okay. Now, what's the, it was a two part question. What's the two part question? How do yeah? What, uh, do, I think?
1: what do you think uh, he's going to do after he's done playing? And um, you know, how do you think the Yankees are going to fare this year?
2: Um. I think. Uh, I don't. Know, Jeter seemed like a pretty low key guy. So I mean, you know, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if we won't really see much of him. I mean, at most, he might be like a, maybe an analyst, maybe somewhere mm-hmm. or. Maybe not, not even that. You know, he might have a couple of quick little buoy rolls or something like that or something, you know, because I'm pretty sure he got some connects in Hollywood or whatever. But yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see much for Because, like I said, Derrick Jeter always seemed like a kind of chill, a private kind of guy a little bit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, you know, and then as far as what the Knicks, I mean, the Yankees, what they're what they going to do, I mean, that's that's a big shooter field. You're talking about the captain. You know what I'm saying? You're talking about the class of the N- MLB. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. I don't know what, I mean I'm pretty sure Yankees gonna probably spend a huge boatload of money on a big time shortstop. Whoever the next up and coming shortstop, they're gonna probably go and spend it, they wanna show him the show him the money and say, Hey man, come to the Yankees man. You 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 take you, you in for a Derek Jeter shoes. That's what they're gonna mm. do. Yankees got yeah, that man, brand. I agree. I
0: think uh I,
1: I I'm uh you guys know I'm a huge Yankees fan. I think uh I I, I really can't see Jeter yeah, he possibly could do TV if he wanted. I mean, Jeter could do whatever.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah I mean, to yeah. be honest, he could roll up the ESPN. ESPN would throw money at him. Uh, Fox would. So would the MLB Network. Um, but like you said, be very low-key. Man, Jeter about them chicks, man. He, <laughs> he's been real low-key. He, he's about playing baseball. And he's about them chicks. He's going to get on them chicks. You know, he. I know just from following his story – he has, you know, said that you know after baseball he would like to, you know, probably settle down and start a family, because uh, he's avoided all of this. He's avoided. You know, I mean, he's had chicks. He's had. But he's going through a few, uh, more than a few, I should say. Um, but he said that you know he he after he finishes playing, then he'll settle down and you know he want to get married and have a kid or something like that. Um, but as far as the Yankees, I don't know, man, because I I don't know if if we have enough pitching. Um, and when we have enough pitching, I don't know if we have enough hitting a, and, and, and as you know, the American league, you know, just, just is tougher, you know, it gets tougher and tougher each year. And, and the teams that are coming back each year, you know, they get stronger and stronger and they throw money out. And and everybody has <laughs> kind of blamed the Yankees for, you know, up in the payroll and spending money on everybody to, to win. But everybody does it. I saw uh, B. I saw your boy uh, Verlander today in his first outing. Today I saw some clips of him. He looked pretty good. Detroit's gonna be back in the mix come baseball season. Uh, Obviously, the Red Sox will be back in the mix in the AL, and you know you definitely can't count out uh, Baltimore. Um, You know, so it's gonna be tough. Yeah, I really see a situation where it looks like everybody's getting better. And you know, and the Yankees obviously will be without A Rod and the whole nine. It looks like everybody's getting better. and The Yankees kind of, they're they're about the same as they were last year. And you know, that's going to get you in the middle of the road. That's going to get you probably fighting for a wild card place, and probably not making it. So, you know, I've personally, on a personal note, I hope to. Um, I got a pl- trip planned for New York this summer. I want to catch Jeter and the Yankees at uh, at, at the uh, at the stadium, so I can you know say that I saw him in his last season. But um, that's just on a personal note. But as a fan, uh, we're gonna be probably about average this year, so we'll see what happens. Phone number to call in: area code six four six four seven eight zero three five six. You are listening live to Dead End Sports. Um, next question I have for you, and I'll start first with you. Be your Give you a scenario. Your son is the number one high school basketball player in the country. Um, without without even defining a particular position, where would you encourage him to go to school and play ball at and why? And the reason why, before you answer the question, the reason why I got into this, 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 this thought about this question, was mm-hmm. um, I got into a discussion uh, with a couple of uh, people on Facebook the other day about, I don't know if you guys heard about the, uh, frank martin situation frank martin the head coach at uh, south carolina uh he called a student an asshole a student athlete a asshole i'm assuming that is one of his players um and you know a lot of people on facebook were commenting saying that he was too hard on the kid and you know he he's known to blow up he's if you guys remember frank martin was at kansas state and he had a you know so he's he's a hot-headed guy he's not you know bobby knight hot-headed but he's you know, he, he's very passionate, he's very, you know, fiery and everything. And South Carolina knew that when they hired him as a head coach. I actually went on the defensive for Frank Martin because I felt like, you know, some of these kids need to be cussed at, to be honest. You know, some of these kids are just soft. And I felt like, you know, some schools need a hard-nosed coach. And if given the opportunity, now, you know, if my son was a basketball player and he wanted to play in South Carolina, I would say, hey, go play for Frank Martin. Um, So that's where the question came from. So I'll throw it back to you, B. Your son is the number one basketball player in high high school basketball player in the country. Where would you encourage him to go to school at and why? Um,
2: Two coaches come into mind. Um, First would be Michigan State, Tom Izzo. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, Tom Izzo, throughout the years, Tom Izzo has done a lot more with, I think, a lot less caliber talent compared to other big-name big, big name colleges, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. So, and, and, you know, that's another one where I feel like time is a student of the game, you know, and for some reason, and when it comes to March Madness time, you get them boys playing, like, when you don't think Michigan State gonna make a run, unless, you know, you look up, oh, Michigan State in the Final Four, Michigan State in the Elite Eight, you're looking like, damn, how, how did Michigan State get there? It's like, every time, I don't know what time Tom Mizzle got them boys doing in March, but Boys be ready to play, and if, right. of course, I mean another one that's of course a student of the game. I mean Coach K. As much as I can't stand Duke University, yeah. but if he's going, to, if he's going to play basketball, and you know I'm gonna want him to get coached by pretty much, regardless of one of the greatest, probably going down as one of the greatest NCAA coaches to coach, and Coach K. So Michigan State or Duke would be my be the place where I would like them to go. And plus, you know Duke, he got a, a good education at, at Duke University as well. It's a it's a good prestige school for good, you know academics.
1: Oh no doubt, no
2: doubt, no doubt. What about you, FIFO?
3: Uh, man, it, 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 it's simple. Um, I would ask my kid, "What does he want? Do you want to be the number one pick in the NBA draft? You know, do, do you want to learn
0: something? What do you want? <laughs> you want to be the number one pick? Hey, you why you he can't be number draft? one and learn something? <laughs> well, well, not. Not. well, I'm just talking. Well, he's going to People gonna keep it real with his
3: kid, well, right? <laughs> yeah, right, you have to. But, look, you know, from a basketball perspective, if you want to go number one overall, you go to Calum Perry. If you want to oh. really learn, uh, you know, something about basketball that probably you, you can't learn anywhere else, you go to Duke, you know. Um, so
0: it, it, it's cool.
3: You know, like, look, all of the top programs in the, in, in the country are the top programs because of why. Continuity. Look at their basketball staff. Like, how long... Have, been in Syracuse, how long has Coach K been in Duke? Uh, you know, um uh the the guy at B name what what was your guy from Michigan State? Izzo. Thomas, you know Thomas Thomas how long is yeah, yeah. yeah. How long has he been in Michigan State? So, you know, so those are the best ones. Um and Calipari has moved around a lot. Why? Because he wanted to get that number one pick. So mm. that's what I'm saying. What you what you want? You know, it's up to you. So
1: yeah, that's that. I, you know, I, man, when I wrote this question, I forgot about Calipari. Man, Calipari, and he's known, man. He, he's know He has a track record. He's got a track record for putting guys in the league. Um, number one basketball player in the country. Uh, I'm gonna say, yeah, a couple of places. Uh, obviously, Syracuse. Um, my coach, Beheim, definitely Izzo up at Michigan State. Um, like you said, B I don't like Duke, but Coach K at Duke. Um and there's one more. Uh and, and to be honest, if he were still coaching, Bobby Knight, man. I know that might surprise y'all, but Bobby Knight, you know, I no, I, I, I
2: like Bob Knight. I like I, I yeah, like, I like
1: the way that he, you know, challenged and motivated his players. Um
2: yeah.
1: like I said, I grew up a Syracuse fan. You know, so I naturally had dislike for Georgetown, but man, John Thompson too, man, love Coach Thompson. Um, I thought Coach Thompson was a phenomenal coach. Uh, obviously, his son JT Three is there now, John Thompson the Third. But um, that's another uh, program that I wouldn't mind him, you know, playing for. But you know, I think everybody named some great coaches. I think it, I don't think you can go wrong with any of them, um, especially if you're trying to, like people said. <laughs> if you're trying to learn something, but if you're trying to take it to the next level, you definitely want to go play for one of these coaches. Uh, the phone number to call in, area code 646 You're listening live to Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle, joined by my boys. You know him from Dead End Hip Hop, FIFO, and B. Our boy Ken is out tonight. He will be back on next week. Um, next question I have for you guys uh, what is your favorite sports movie? Favorite sports movie and why? Um
0: I I will start
1: this one off. I'll start this one off. Favorite sports movie. Favorite sports movie. Let me think for a second. Oh. Hands down, man, um The Rocky series. Uh really? In, partic- in particular wow. Rocky 3. Yeah, man. Rocky was my really? shit, man
0: like
1: Rocky let me tell you something, B. Rocky three, I know every single line from that movie, man. I mean
2: like
1: <laughs>
0: I'm
1: not kidding. I love Rocky, man. I grew up on that. Yeah. The theme music. Um Rocky two was dope. Uh the original Rocky was good. Uh Rocky Four was okay. You know, it was a little kinda corny a little bit. I didn't like seeing Apollo die. But um yeah man, Rocky three, Mr. T, Club of Lang, you know, uh I man, yeah. That's my favorite spot. I know a lot of people might say the longest yard. Now, you know, I don't wanna steal any from anybody, but my personal favorite, yeah, the Rocky series. Hands down. Now, Rocky, wow. I didn't see Rocky 5. I didn't see Rocky 5, so.
0: Go ahead, B.
2: Oh, man. Um,
0: <laughs> I see, I shook you up with that one. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. Did. <laughs>
2: Rocky? What? Um, man, my. uh. What is mine? Um, I guess it, ah, toss up between. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go hood on this shit. I'm sorry. Um, toss, up sure, between, sure. toss up between. Toss up between the butter rim and remember the Titans. Reason why I
0: say remember the Titans because what? Hey, when he said he was what? going hood, I didn't know he was going that hood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you
2: know, a butter rim remind me. You know, this, and I, it just takes me back to when I you know play ball and. You know, middle school and high school, them games mm. used to be just like that. Like going, like going, yeah. playing on the basketball game mm-hmm. were just like that. So watching the Butter Rim, it was like, holy shit, that that's neat. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's, that's how our basketball games used to be was um was just like that. You know what I'm saying? Ghetto, you got the street dudes on the side or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, you, hey, you, you better make you your street. Had, you had Birdman on your team, man? Yeah, uh, you know, I'm, you know, you just had street dudes saying, "Look, man, you, y'all better make this free throw." You got dudes betting money on games and stuff like that. So, oh, you know, man, that a butter rim, a butter rim, a butter rim was kind of relatable because it was like, "Well, damn, that's how our basketball games was, was high
0: school."
4: And like I said,
2: remember the Titans? is Just because it's like so yeah, much I'm they had good. to over. Yeah, there's so much they had to overcome. You know that you went from you know, have being a, a, a all white school to an integrated school. You got these foot, you with the black football players on one end, the white football players on the other end. You got to Clyde them to, to 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 play together, and then you got a, a black coach, you know, taking over the head coaching job from a white coach. So you know, not only you had you know a little bit of segregation from the players, but you also did from the coaches as well. So. You know, I, I, you know, it's just the adversity they had to go through. You know, them going to training camp, but how they end up jailing out a team. How the two most, you know, outspoken players, the white player and the black player, you know, end up being like brothers. You know what I'm saying? It, it mm-hmm. just, yeah, I thought I thought that was a good movie, man. It was. A, it, it just taught you. It taught you everything that sports should teach you in real life. What is that noise? Oh no doubt. What is going on? What is going on? What is that noise, people?
0: Uh-huh. Mother. Oh, yeah, it's just,
1: it's just, it's just, hey! So now has, we know who makes it. When any time somebody make a noise, you know it ain't because it normally Ken is usually the first one to say it yeah. ain't new. Now we know who's yeah. the like what the
2: hell? <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's just like I think just, it, that that movie teach you everything that I think sports in general should teach you. A young a young kid should teach you. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's why that's why when I, I the Titans is up there, and then you know butter in because that's just so relatable.
1: Okay, okay. What about you V4 man? Favorite sports movie of all time?
3: Um I got a couple. Okay. I definitely got a couple. Um One of my favorites is definitely Blue Chips.
1: Ah, yes.
3: I love Blue Ray Chips. The reason why <laughs> I <laughs> love Blue really? Chips. Mhm. The, the reason why I love Blue Chips is because the basketball scenes seem more real, you know. Like a lot of times you will watch a basketball movie, and you can be like, "Man, they can't hoop for real, man." These right, right, can't right,
0: hoop right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing
3: I liked about it. Really right. thing I liked about it. Um, and another, my other one is uh, Any Given Sunday.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like it's yeah. a very
3: underrated movie. I love that movie. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. You know, I, man, Pacino, Pacino, Pacino. I, I I didn't know how he would do it as a coach, but I loved him.
0: You Pacino,
1: man. You you can't you can't go wrong, Pacino. Um,
0: nah.
1: What about you? Just made me think about something. Um, what about uh, he got game? As far as like the I, the way the was recruitment gonna, process was, was. Yeah, I was going to say that one. That was another one. to yeah. Name too was uh he got game
2: because. Yeah, it was, I mean it is a good movie, and then for, for that to be like Ray Allen's like debut action job, you know,
0: mm-hmm. and I think he,
2: I think he was like either a rookie in the NBA, you have to use rookie in the yeah, NBA. Yeah, and yeah. for him to for him to kind of step into the action game against a, a heavyweight as a Denzel Washington and stuff, I thought right. Ray Allen did a pretty good job. I mean, oh, he, he did real good on
0: job.
2: On, yeah, he didn't put on no Oscar rated performance, but I, I thought you know for him to be a sports guy, you know, a basketball player and then to step in. The action game like that with Rosie, and that's definitely me falling uh, Rosie a Dawson. I fell in love with her. Oh, my God. That's, you, know, you know, I mean, you know, I, I thought he did a great job. And I was like, you know, Ray Allen did his thing, you know, going up against those heavyweight actors. actors. Yeah, so, I was surprised. Yeah, that was another I was one that was my name, but yeah. Um, my one.
1: man, um, Slick Homie Juan on on, uh, on Twitter said, Field of Dreams and Space Jam. Um, Field of
4: I don't Dreams?
1: Know about, I do about Space uh, Jam.
2: But you uh, <laughs> gotta
4: make sure. But then again, he might be I,
1: younger because my kids love space. Space Jam is okay, but I mean, I,
2: I, I want to make I sure much. I make my closing statement. My closing statement announcement. Go
1: ahead, clear. go ahead. Yeah, because we up, we up against the cloud. Go ahead. What's your closing statement, B?
2: Closing statement. I want if you listen to this show or listen on Twitter or Facebook and everything, mark your calendar. April seventeenth, ESPN will be having a thirty for thirty on the Bad Boys Pistons. They're going okay. to be talking about that whole era. So, mark your calendars. From what I'm hearing from, from Sports Illustrated writers and ESPN writers and stuff, they're saying this is the best 30 for 30 for yet. So, mark wow. your calendars. 30 for 30, ESPN, the bad boys. Watch it.
1: There it is. That's what about you, full Closing statement for this evening.
3: Um, man, Enjoy LeBron while he's here because, you know, 11 years in, he, you know, point. It's, it's closer to the end than it is, the beginning now. And, um, you know, we've always been quick to judge him. We've always said what he couldn't do, and he's proved everybody wrong. So just enjoy him. Just stop judging him. Just enjoy him as the best player in the game of basketball, and he has been for almost a decade already.
1: Um, my closing statement is going to be, man, the next three weeks, of college basketball. Familiarize yourself with, you know, some of these teams. Um if you're on Twitter and you don't like the word bracket, uh <laughs> you might want to log off for a couple of weeks. Um for a sports fan, even if you're not a college basketball fan, everybody gets into this. Uh like like you said, enjoy it, man. This is this time frame that we're coming up is one of the best of the year because you know you never know what's going to happen. You know, it, it, with the NBA, we can kind of tell who, who's going to be there at the end. With the NFL and, and Major League Baseball, we can kind of tell who's going to be there at the end. This year, man, we have no clue, no mm-hmm. clue whatsoever. So, get your brackets ready, man. Make sure that you check us out because we're really definitely going to have a bracket. Um, we're getting notification that we got about sixty seconds, man. Got a shout out. Uh, everybody to check in. Got a shout out my man Q for calling in. Everybody hit us up on Facebook as well as Twitter. Uh, Ken will be back next week. Uh, make sure that you check out the show. If you missed any parts of tonight's show, check out the archives at BlogTalkRadio.com backslash sports. You can also check it out on Stitcher. If you have an Android or iPhone, just download the Stitcher application for free. Search Dead End Sports and listen at your leisure. Um, that's gonna do it for this week. Great weekend sports. Got to thank my boys uh C4 and B and like I said for Ken as well. That's gonna do it for Dead End Sports this week. We'll holler at you guys next week.
4: Peace.
0: Peace. do that? Bye bye y'all. <laughs>